Cupid's arrow. And welcome back, everyone. It is episode 111 of Thirst and Goal. It is almost Valentine's Day. Ben, I'm going to have to say you're my Valentine, man. You are my Valentine <laughs> as well. And I have no doubt that my wife would be perfectly fine with that after 10 years of marriage. <laughs> go away. Go outside. I don't just care where don't, you go. Just don't stay here. Do you have any plans, though, Ben? No. Uh, yes. Okay. To okay. Uh, have the same plans that we have every Sunday, which is literally no plans. Oh, uh, come but we'll on. probably, you know, order a nice dinner and have it uh-huh. delivered and, you know, just sort of relax. A nice and, stay at home. Yeah, Valentine's exactly. Day. You know, all the folks out there that have been married for, you know, a number, probably more than five or six or yeah. seven years will tell you the same thing. It's, it's fun. It's over commercialized. You know, yeah. Once you, once you get to the, you know, it's, a, you, you want to get to that level of comfort where you're like, do you want to do something big? No. Do you want to do something big? No. And that's the perfect type of marriage right there. Cause yeah. I saw a whole bunch of dudes today. I went, I went to Vaughn's to get some of the stuff to put the shot together. And there was just a whole bunch of, bunch of dudes running around Vaughn's trying to pick up bouquets. And heart balloons. And who and wants it, a Vaughn's bouquet? I guess some some wives like it. I mean, it's, you know, <laughs> yeah, flowers I are guess. thoughtful. They are. They are. Yeah, but Vaughn's. But Vons, hey, but they had a whole bunch. They had a whole bunch, and they were like, there was a whole bunch of dudes in there just grabbing flowers like last minute. Yep. for their wife. Yep, and or girlfriend or whoever. It's better than the gas station or Seven Eleven. I'll, I'll give Maybe them their credit. mistress. Yeah, I mean, definitely get Vaughn's. Uh, flowers for your mistress, especially the, the pink. <laughs> I saw them today at uh, at the grocery store. They had like the pink with the red with the white. Uh, I might order some flowers tomorrow to be delivered at some point, but oh, it's going cute. to be for me. Uh, yes, for you. Oh, okay, thanks for man. you Appreciate and uh, for all of our listeners. <laughs> Franny, how was your week this week? It was good. It was good, Ben. But let me do the announcement though, because I, I completely forgot about this. I'm Franny. Ben, right across the table from me, we're in his Steelers gear once again, and we are a show about NFL football fun, friends, whiskey, and beer reviews. Subscribe, and you'll get everything you need to know about the NFL and become a whiskey and beer expert just like us. Subscribe at our website, thirstandgold.buzzsprout.com. I had to get that out of the way. Yeah, and eventually we'll get an official website. We just got to get off our button, create a website, but but who is really looking for a podcast on the web? (laughs) Yeah. That's what that's what podcatchers are for. <laughs> uh, Franny, what are you drinking over there? Uh, tonight, Ben, I am continuing to drink the Buffalo Trace uh, Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey with a little bit of Coke and a little bit of club soda. What about you, Ben? I am also continuing to drink the Uncle Val's Botanical Gin. It's a beautiful, beautiful gin full of luxurious. It's a melange of botanicals. This is not a sponsorship, but definitely a recommendation. For the Uncle Val's Botanical Gin, especially in the wintertime, I've got a little rosemary in there. I've got a little lime in there. Got a little tonic in there. Mm-hmm. You, don't, you don't do that little uh, rosemary burning thing that you did a couple of times with the dried rosemary where you, put the, uh, you light it on fire. And then, oh, I have yeah, to do that. Yeah, you're yeah. right. You're right. Yeah, last few last couple of weeks has been I've been sort of like right up against it. Yeah. And like today, I had people here working in my front yard, like right up. I was like taking a shower, like right before <laughs> I figured Friday was going to show up. Uh, so I've been right up against the time the last couple of weeks, so I haven't been in my right frame of mind. Uh, but yeah, I will get back to that. I definitely need to get back to that. It's 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 a really nifty little trick for a gin and tonic or for any rosemary drink. Mm-hmm. Get some dry, let your rosemary dry out. Light it on fire, get it to burn, and then put your glass over top, blow it out and put your glass over top of the burning rosemary. 
the smoldering rosemary, it will just coat the inside of the glass, the entire glass, with a beautiful, beautiful rosemary sort of uh, scent and flavor. And it's really, really nice for a drink that has rosemary in it. Friday, what are we going to talk about tonight? Tonight, Ben, on the big board, we have our NFL news. We also make, we're going to make a shout out to our new and loyal listeners out there. We also have our Super Bowl 55 wrap up and our final thoughts on the game. And, uh, and also on the 2020 NFL season, we also have our NFL news. We have our feel-good story. Once again, we haven't had a feel-good story in a long time. And it's I miss the music. Back. I miss the music more than anything. We also have our shot of the week, which is inspired by Valentine's Day and the complete massacre in the Super Bowl. And is the Valentine's Day massacre shot. We also have our beverage of the week, which is the Balvany... Portwood. Yes, indeed. 21 years. And the reason we have that on the table is because I made a bet before the Super Bowl that Kansas City would win the Super Bowl. And the wager was a a, a, a nice scotch. Yeah. And this is a nice yeah, scotch a right here. A very nice scotch. So, uh, this is beyond my expectations. Obviously, I lost, but I lost the, the, the two weeks prior and fuck Tom Brady because of that. Hey, you thought Aaron Rodgers was still good. No, I thought Drew Brees was good. still good, too. Exactly. You <laughs> bet on Brees, Rodgers, and Mahomes and in back-to-back weeks. every single week. And so now this is the nicest scotch that we've had on the table so far in the past three weeks after my losing yep. efforts. And I bet on Brady, Brady, and then Brady. Yeah, exactly. And I, I was stupid to bet against Brady. But, you know, you live, you learn. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and uh, we also have our beer of the week, which is from Anderson Valley. It's the Tropical Haze Sour Ale. Can't wait to try that. And we also have our housekeeping to finish up the night, Ben. Friday, what's first up on the big board? First up on the big board, Ben, is our NFL news. Oh, we've got the NFL news, folks. A little music for uh, the first story. <laughs> Carson Wentz and the Philadelphia Eagles. They can't love each other too much. They can't love each other enough. Carson Wentz, the drama in Philadelphia is continuing. The quarterback apparently prefers the Colts to the Bears and others, but the Indianapolis Colts have been have offered the Eagles at least a pair of draft picks for quarterback Carson Wentz, according to Philadelphia legend Ron Jaworski. Ron Jaworski said uh, that the Colts had made the best offer for Wentz so far of any team that's in the running, and that offer, according to Jaworski, is two second round picks. That offer is nowhere near what Eagles GM and Wentz confidant and Wentz essentially he's tied to the hip to Howie Roseman has been looking for in the trade market. The Eagles reportedly don't want to trade Wentz for less than the Lions got from the Rams for Matthew Stafford, a 2021 third round pick, a 2022 first round pick, and a 2023 first round pick. With Wentz's implosion in 2020, it does not appear they will get it. The Colts and Bears still seem to be the most interested. But the drama, the drama in Philadelphia, it is, I mean, what the I don't like fuck it. is I don't like going it. on in Philadelphia, man? When you think you're going to get two first-round picks I don't for a guy it. who got benched in week 11 and hey. should have been benched in week four? If you're going to negotiate, you better start high. But they're not going to get anywhere near... You know what? What Detroit got two first round picks and a starting quarterback. Matthew Stafford is a is a proven quarterback in the league. He's been in the league for about ten years now, and you know he's he's just been you know part of a bad organization, part of some really bad teams, and he's 
been able to make the playoffs, what, three years out of those 10, which is, you know, not stellar, but his play on the field is better than what Wentz has ever shown, except for maybe that maybe 2017, 2017 season. Uh, but I mean, you know. But good lord, man! I, I, I don't, I don't think they're gonna get. I mean, look, if if we can get his all the contract, coaching staff gone, if we quarterback can get, on the trade block, I don't like it. I don't like it. But you know, Howie Roseman's the last man standing. If we can get rid of that contract, even you know, two second That's round what I'm picks. Thinking. Yeah, you're gonna get a big hit next next year, but it, at least after that, it won't be so damaging. Exactly, exactly. So I'm, you know, right now I'm willing to take whatever we can get for Carson Wentz. I mean, I I, I wouldn't just you know roll over and take whatever anybody gives us. Um, so I would I would play a little bit of hardball there and see maybe they give us one first round, maybe one second round instead of two you know second round picks. Um, but you know. If he does go to the Colts, he's going to be going back to Frank Reich. And, uh, you know, Frank Reich obviously knows what to do with quarterbacks. He's a little bit of a quarterback whisperer. But then again, if he goes to the Colts and you have Carson Wentz, those two second-round picks might be pretty high picks because they won't have a very good quarterback. Uh, (laughs) That You might be picking early in the second round the next two years. I hate to say that about Carson Wentz, um, but this year he was pretty terrible. He's picking 33rd. You know, last year... To start the season, he wasn't that great and sort of picked up his play towards the end of the season. But this year, I mean, the guy was atrocious. I mean, he was at the bottom of the league in almost every single category except the worst categories where he was the best. You know, he would he had the most turnovers in the league even after sitting out the last yep. couple of games. I mean, he yep. still had, what, 15, uh, 15 fumbles or 15 uh, intercepts. I don't know. It was, it was some just crazy numbers, crazy bad numbers. That he had, it was it was pretty embarrassing actually for your franchise quarterback, the guy that he moved up in the draft to get that he. I mean, he just fell off a cliff. I don't know what the hell happened to the guy, but if the Eagles can get anything for him, get his contract off the books, you know, I'm willing to move on from him. I'm sure a lot of Philly fans out there are willing to move on from him. Uh, I don't know if Jalen Hurts. But it is. is it's like days of our lives. Over the there. answer, I know, and, and I, I hate to see this turmoil turmoil with the Eagles. I love to see it when it's the Cowboys or the Giants or. Washington, you know, those are the teams that usually have some turmoil. The Eagles have been a pretty consistent, you know, rock solid yeah. organization. But this, I don't like to see this with my team at all. Just, ah, yeah, just I mean, annoying. I don't like to see it either because I'm obviously a supporter of the Eagles as well. Uh, because my co host and very good friend also is an Eagles fan. You know, you're going to have a big dead cap hit regardless next year, mm-hmm. whether he starts. Whether he sits behind Jalen Hurts or whether he is traded, there's still going to be a big hit somewhere around $30 million. But at least the following years, you know, the, the cap hit, the dead cap hit will be small for the Eagles, very small for the Eagles. And then the, the Colts will take that on. Do you think, I mean, what do you think about two second round picks and potentially a player, which is like Depends allegedly on what's on the table? Uh, if it's a good defensive player, you know, I mean, I mean we can definitely use uh, help, um, you know, linebacker at, uh, at cornerback. Um, you know, if, if they threw in, you know, a, a nice solid defensive piece, then maybe I would pull the trigger. But like, I, I'd play a little bit of, you know, hard to get hardball a little bit. You know, it's coming like, up. How, how, I mean, I, how much do you want Carson Wentz? Yeah, I mean, it's you know coming up in early March at the beginning of the league year, you're going to owe him ten million dollar roster bonus. Yeah, if the trade doesn't get done by then, mm-hmm. that's not an insignificant sum of money. Uh, so hopefully, you can move him by then, or. Potentially, he'll be on the roster next year. I mean, do you think he'll be on the roster next year? If you had, if you had to make a bet mm-hmm. with me right now oh, for up. a bottle of scotch, <laughs> what <laughs> would you bet that he's going to be on the roster next year? Uh, I don't know. It doesn't seem like he wants to be in Philadelphia. I mean, at least those are the rumors right now. He doesn't want to be there. He wants to be traded. You know, he 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 wants to go somewhere else. Um, you know, and and that's 
that's not the kind of player you want in the locker room. I mean, it's it's like the whole Houston situation. I'm sure we'll talk about that a little bit too. But, you know, those kinds of players, they become a headache. They become a cancer in the locker room. They're just not completely there. And with Carson Wentz, with, with the issues that he has between the ears already this season, yep. this is just going to make it even worse. It's just going to be exponentially worse, you know, being that he doesn't want to be there and and. and you know, I I would hope that he's gone. If he doesn't want to be there, then let's send him on his way, send him packing. And you know what? The grass is always greener on the other side. If he thinks it's better elsewhere, then let the guy go. Well, what's your answer? Will he be on the team? I don't, yes. That I don't know. Yes that, or that, no. I don't know. If I you don't, had, I don't know. if you had, I think he'll be gone. Okay, I will bet that he will be on the Philadelphia <laughs> Eagles roster at the beginning of the season. Let's bet. I don't know if I can afford this. Let's bets bet anymore. a twelve-year <laughs> bottle. A twelve-year <laughs> bottle. How about that? A twelve-year bottle of scotch. All that's right, a. That's right. a. All you right. could get Glenn Levitt for what? You know, Forty bucks. Let's do fifteen-year. Fifteen-year. All right, fifteen-year. <laughs> but we, the bet we don't have to pay this bet up for another six months. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. Well, yeah. or, well, potentially two yeah, weeks it, if, yeah, if, if he gets traded. Yeah. But you definitely have the stronger position on this bet. Mm-hmm. For sure, because he probably is going to get. But moved. I did the last. So I'm trying to get. I'm last, trying to give a bet back to you. The last three games, I also I, I I chose the favorite in every single game, and I still lost. Yeah, watch Carson Wentz come back and go to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I oh doubt that. God. I mean, I would love it, but I doubt it. You never know. Uh, you ready to move on, Friday? Let's move on, Ben. This is interesting too. This next one. Yeah, this is not something that I think any of us expected out here in uh you know NFL land but there appears to be some drama in Seattle the last place that you would expect to find this kind of drama now that mm-hmm. Russell, now that uh Richard Sherman and company are no longer with the squad and Earl Thomas you you know thought they would be relatively drama free at least for some period of time but Russell Wilson would like a more prominent voice in the Seattle Seahawks day-to-day operations. Speaking this past Tuesday to the Dan Patrick Show, the quarterback said he believes some players should have an input. Some players should have an input into personnel because they have a sense of who loves the game and who the better players are. Per Andrew Perloff, I want to be involved, Wilson said. At the end of the day, it's your legacy, your team's legacy. It helps to be involved more. Some players, of course, not all players, some The dialogue should happen more often. As Jesus said, so discontent through rumors and public innuendo. I think that was in Proverbs. Uh, Wilson used Tom Brady's situation in Tampa Bay and how the Bucs added players to the, the veteran QB trusted as an example of the sort of input he'd like to have. Asked specifically if he'd been involved in Seattle's personnel decisions, Wilson replied, not as much. Brandon Marshall said this week that Russell Wilson is beyond frustrated with the Seattle Seahawks. Marshall said this past Tuesday on FSN's One's First Things First, I think Russell is trying to figure out how to move on in a classy way. I think Russ wants to stay there, but he knows Pete Carroll's going to continue to give him the runaround. There are rumors that Wilson is looking to move on from Seattle in a manner that allows him to escape criticism. Well, good luck with that. Uh, but they they released some betting odds this week. Uh, the Raiders are plus three hundred to take uh, to end up with Russell Wilson. Cowboys plus six hundred. Jags seven hundred. Washington eight hundred. Niners nine hundred. And Broncos one thousand. Uh, said he gets hit too much. Tired of getting sacked so much. Franny, what say you about Russell Wilson no. having the opportunity to get deep into the playoffs these past few years, not doing so, uh, blaming apparently everybody else, Pete Carroll. And uh, John Schneider for this, you know, lack of being able to get deep into the playoffs. But what do you think? 
This this seems like something that's uncharacteristic yeah, from G. Golly Wiz. G. Golly Wiz, guys. You know, it's always, you know, Let's God first and going. Jesus first and, G, you know, all over his Twitter account. I just, I, I, yeah. I mean, I remember all the drama that Jesus it, caused by, like, infighting <laughs> and and criticizing his disciples. And, you know, you know, it was very, it was a very dramatic, yeah, you know. It, it really, is, it, it does seem very uncharacteristic of Russell Wilson to create any sort of drama. I mean, you know, this he, is pretty he big. Technically should have two Super Bowls right now. Uh, but I mean, no, look, he, every single year that he's been on the team, he's been to the playoffs. And every time you go to the playoffs, you have a chance to go all the way. You know, if, if you go to the Raiders, you don't have that same chance. You know, if, if you go to some of these other teams with the Broncos, there was, uh, you know, Dallas. I mean, with Dallas, with the team that they currently have constructed, you know, you could probably make the playoffs, especially in that division. But I mean, you know, he, he's talking about player personnel and the decisions. He has a pretty fucking good team already. Yeah, I mean, he but, has he has no, Tyler but, Lockett. But some players, yeah. Well, some it, players. I yes. remember that. I remember also. I think that was I learned that in church that <laughs> some people are better than others. Yeah, but he's got Tyler Lockett. I mean, the most underrated receiver in the league. He has DK Metcalf, who is a freaking beast out there on the football field. You know, he's he's you know lacking maybe a, a, a nice strong tight end, and you know the offensive line has always been an issue in. Uh, in in Seattle, and that's something we've always talked about on the podcast. But I mean, he the team that they currently have constructed, you know, he shouldn't have any sort of complaints. He has a good coach. He, I mean, the, the defense is usually pretty strong. I mean, this year they were kind of off and on. Um, so I mean, I it's I don't it, you know all these noise and all these rumors they just don't make sense. I don't I don't see why you know he's raising such a big deal right now. Yeah, I mean, but, especially using Tom Brady as an example. All yeah. the, I mean, Gronkowski, Antonio Brown, Leonard Fournette. Yeah, I mean, those guys were... Yeah, we'll, we'll get to another guy later. Mm-hmm. But those don't help him not get sacked. Yeah. Those guys don't help him because his primary gripe is that he gets hit too much, like 400 sacks over the last whatever many years it's been or since mm-hmm. he's been in the league. But some of that is the fact that he's constantly putting his back to the putting his back to the offense, running around, holding the ball too long, and taking sacks that he probably doesn't need to take, that Tom Brady's not going to take, that Matthew Stafford might take, but that a lot of quarterbacks, Ben Roethlisberger's not going to take those sacks. Uh, and, and that's another good example. Ben Roethlisberger, you couldn't get a fucking hand on him this year. That mm-hmm. offensive line, they couldn't run the ball, but they sure as hell protected Ben Roethlisberger, and they were outed in the first round. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I guess the thesis here is that if they get a better offensive line, and he has deserved better offensive lines, but of the offensive line was improved this year over last year, that that's the magic recipe, uh, that if he gets a better offensive line, he's just going to shred defenses mm-hmm. all year and just roll his way to the Super Bowl. I, I just, I, if he's trying to put pressure on the team, I get that. Uh, but there's 53 people on this team. There's a, you know, $185 million salary cap, give or take next year. He makes 20% of that, mm-hmm. damn near 20% of the cap. Uh, he's not willing to give any money back. Tom Brady only makes $25 million. If you want to look, use Tom Brady as an example, he makes $12 million a year less than you do. Yep. You know, it's just, it, I think if he's trying to put pressure on the Seahawks and trying to sort of put a, you know, strong arm them a little bit with a potential yeah. trade demand, he should have done that sort of beyond closed doors where it's going to have a, a larger effect because Pete Carroll's been doing this too long to get pushed around by, by one player. Yeah. Yeah, but, and there was there were some rumors that he might go to Philadelphia, and I wouldn't be opposed to that either. Yeah, and where would he go? I mean, like, where's this magic mystery team that, yeah. that you know, that, that has the great offensive line and five wide receivers and a tight end and a running back that are all great and, 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 a, and a decent, think, like, where's this magical team that he's envisioning? And I don't think Seattle would move him to the Niners. I mean, Seattle would just 
not there's no trade. chance. No, there's no not chance. in the same division. You're not going to the 49ers. Uh, and he's but not I, sitting out. Yeah, but I, this is. I mean, for me, this is really shocking that there's this this many rumors swirling around uh, Russell Wilson because he was never this this kind of a guy. His, he was always well, a he, team. This was never his public persona. Yeah, exactly. He was always a team first kind of guy. But you know, the, he's, he, he has confidence. I won't say he's a narcissist, but I he mean, has a, a I mean, extreme, all these guys have, you know, it's your legacy. Yeah, I mean, it's, all these guys an, have large egos. I mean, he was chosen in the in the fourth round in the draft, and so, you know, he's he's obviously accomplished more than a lot of guys in the fourth round have. Um, so, I mean, you know, that has a lot to do with it, but, you know, still, you know, you have to practice what you preach, <laughs> and this is not what he preaches, and it's 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 very uncharacteristic of him. Yeah, and, I, and it, I'm not shocked. I wish I could say I was shocked. I'm not particularly shocked. I, I mean, I think he's a great player, and I think he's a, a decent dude. You know, but but his but it takes a lot of energy to keep up that good guy persona mm-hmm. all the time. I mean, that's why I appreciate the guys like the Marshawn Lynches. They're just like I, I don't Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. You, you always talk shit about Aaron Rodgers, but he's that guy. He doesn't give a shit. That's yeah. his personality. Yeah. He doesn't give a fuck. And, 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 and he's also smart him. enough to craft his comments carefully Mm -hmm. Uh, you know regardless of whether you just lost a huge game or whether it's the middle of the season he never sort of lets his emotions get the better of him Mm -hmm. even when he's and when he does it's carefully calculated like it was after the super bowl that didn't just come off the cuff that was something that he thought about before he got on that podium and i mean i guess my question would be where you know what is this magical team that that you think exists? Yeah. The Dallas Cowboys with their receivers yeah, and a running back and an offensive line, like fuck like, the Cowboys. Exa- there you go. That's a <laughs> shot. That's a shot. Yeah, but I'm just. Uh, I think he's had more than more than adequate opportunity to get deep into the playoffs. Oh, more yeah. so than most quarterbacks in this league. Yeah. Even I mean, even the good quarterbacks in this league. You know, if you take Tom Brady out of the equation, most you know Ben Roethlisberger doesn't have these kinds of opportunities. With the, I mean, they had a terrible defense a bunch of years, and they haven't they have not exactly had a running game the last few years, and the offensive line can't run the ball. You know, there's a lot of quarterbacks out there that don't get the kind of opportunity to to start in a you know start the playoffs with with solid receivers. You know, ninety percent of the time, a really really good defense. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you know, here you go. Here's the playoffs. You're in the NFC. You got no competition in the NFC for most yeah. most of the years he's he's been there. There has there was not Tom Brady for most of those years, and the, and the Packers were not. Uh, built to compete with a team like the Seahawks most of those years. So, you know, I, I mean, if he's trying to put pressure on the team, I get it. I just, I'm not saying not to, not to talk and not to make, you know, that I don't want to be accused of saying, you know, like, be quiet. But I just think it would be more effective if he did it behind yeah, the scenes. Exactly, behind closed because doors. Because now he's creating enemies. Yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, all the people that loved him before, even in, in you know Seattle, they're probably looking at him, you know, sort of side-eyed now. Like, is is, is do we want this guy here? You know, it's like he's like a, you know, he he was the same that that same you know sort of preachy guy for his entire career, like the nice guy, and all of a sudden now he's turning into the bad guy, and that's that's not who you want to become. Just yeah, and take care what, of everything behind the, closed doors. Let's do. And I mean, shot. like I'm sure even Sonya, who is a huge Seattle Seahawks fan, she, she didn't talk about it all week. Yeah, I had really? to bring it up. Like, have you heard? Yeah, if she wants to like forget that it, even happened, she does, like, yeah, she doesn't even want to acknowledge it. Yeah, she, Normally, like in the morning, she's like, "Did you hear? Did you hear? Yeah. Did you hear?" Like every day, she's got some NFL news yeah. for me, and I know that it came across her her feed, but yeah. not a peep all yep. week. Yep. Because she, and all her only response is, "Well, they got sacked four hundred times. <laughs> they should give him what he wants." <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah. All right. Let's do the shot. Cheers, Ben. Cheers. So this is the punishment shot. So the reason we're taking this shot is uh, because we signed a contract in blood blood. many years ago. If I say anything negative about a team in my division, which is the NFC East, or if Ben says a a negative 
thing about any team in his division, which is the AFC North. Or if Sonya says anything negative about a team in her division, which is the NFC West, she takes a shot. And so for the punishment shot tonight, we have the Ellington Ugh. Reserve Root Beer Flavored Whiskey. We should have a, a, a disgustingly sweet uh, either root beer or cherry or I don't know if we've ever had grape, but we've had like mango. We've had uh, all these disgusting shots. We Apple had that, that mango habanero that was one. Good. That was that was good. Eh, it was the, it was one I of liked the it. This, this has whiskeys. this has one the, of the this has whiskeys. the color of diarrhea and the flavor of diarrhea. No, it's not that bad. It's pretty bad. Nah, let's do it. Take your diarrhea shot. Ah, terrible. Ah, uh, terrible. But it has thirty five percent alcohol. It's not good. It's very thick. That's this is, but not as thick it as coach, that mango yeah, habanero. Mango, but that was I that like one, the kick. I had a kick. That one was like eating something. It was yeah. like, it was like a meal yeah, in I a li- shot. I like the kick. Uh, you know, and I don't want to come off like I'm, you know, like I'm telling you know Russell Wilson that he doesn't have a right to say what he's saying. It, it just seems, you Out know, character. The, just, the some player comment mm-hmm. offended me a little bit. Like, you know, just because you're a good player doesn't mean you are a good player personnel. You know, you do a good job evaluating player personnel and mm-hmm. and whatever and, and guys who play hard. What do you say, guys who play hard, or guys who love the game? Like you don't think Jim, yeah. Pete Carroll and the rest of the coach they're they're not in the locker room with these? I mean, I mean, like Lockett. Like for it, instance. plus, I don't care if you love the game. I care do you play the game well? There's yeah. been lots of players that could that hated football and hated going to practice yeah. and hated playing yeah, and wanted to make guys. a money. But they were really good at what they did. Yeah, causing drama in the locker room where there shouldn't be any sort of drama. Because I mean, like Lockett, I respect Lockett so much as a player because he is what Russell Wilson used to be. Yeah. But he still is. That, that's who that guy is. That's genuinely who the guy is. He's a nice guy. Now you're looking at Russell Wilson, it's like, was that really him? Or yeah. was he just putting on this show I think he's that he's this nice guy? But then he's he's really not. He's really this asshole, maybe. Well, I don't know if he's an asshole. He's, sure he's, he's an just asshole. not the perfect the perfect citizen that he yeah. play, that he oh. that is because eventually you get frustrated and your real personality comes mm-hmm. out, just like in a marriage or a relationship or yeah. a friendship. Because I mean, Lockett, eventually it's going to come out. Lockett's. I mean, his his. I mean, I'm not sure what his uh, how much he's making every year. What his salary is right nowhere now. near enough. No, exactly. I mean, he should be at the top of that wide receiver scale when you're looking at. You know how much guys should make, and Lockett should be up there with the you know the Julio Joneses or whoever has huge contracts like DeAndre Hopkins. He's up there with yeah, those oh, guys for sure. And and, you know, and coming down the stretch, he just, and he loves the game too, yeah. Russell. Well, apparently Russell Wilson knows who loves the game. Yeah. But you know, coming down the stretch, let's be honest, he played like shit. Mm-hmm. And at the and at the end of the season, he said he, he said we we got passive, we didn't have any tempo, we didn't have any pace to our game. So you know, if the case, if it's the case that he's not allowed to call plays and he's not allowed to really be involved in the offense, then that that's an that would be a gripe that I would entertain and think is I mean it's serious. But the, the solution to that is to allow him to, to do the kinds of things that Tom Brady is allowed to do. Yeah. In that Super Bowl, that was not Bruce Arians' Super Bowl. Yeah. That was Tom Brady's in Super that Bowl. Case, in that case, Aaron Rodgers should be fucking pissed off. And Aaron yeah. Rodgers did make some comments after that loss in the NFC Championship game, but he's not making the same sort of drama that Russell Wilson is right now, but he should because he is he played better this year. He's the, he's the MVP this year, and he wasn't able to call that last play of the game on fourth down. He wasn't sure what the hell was going to happen. And so, you know, if, if anybody's going to have any sort of complaint, it'd be Aaron Rodgers, not Russell Wilson. You didn't make it that far into the playoffs. I mean, yeah. and your team just wasn't as talented as those other ones. I mean, that happens. You can't have the best team every single year, but they make the playoffs every single year. And if you went to the Raiders or whatever other team, yeah, it's I mean, not you think you're happen. better off with the freaking Raiders? Mm-hmm. Or, the, I mean, are you look at all the quarterbacks of Desperate Prescott hasn't been to a Super Bowl. Ben Roethlisberger hasn't been to a Super Bowl in a long time. He's been to only three, but it's been a long time. Yeah. And, you know, Dan Marino never went to, I mean, went to like the two Super Bowls and lost. 
you know, there's a lot of quarterbacks out there that are solid, really good. Aaron Rodgers, a lot of good quarterbacks that have that don't regularly go to Super Bowls. It's even, hard even, even, to get yeah. to the Super Bowl. Yeah, even Peyton Manning on the Colts. Yeah, you know, it's he he won one Super and Bowl. He should have been frustrated. He should have won he at least no defense. He should have won team. at least three Super Bowls at least with with that Colts team that he had. But you know, you, you just you know, even this year with Kansas City and as well as they played, they didn't win. It's hard to win the Super Bowl. It's really hard yeah. to go there every single year, but I'm not sure what exactly Russell Wilson expects. Yeah, and if you go wants, to the playoffs every year, you win 10, 11, 12 games every single they're year. They're 12 and 4 this year. Yeah. So I, 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 what do you want? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, who did they lose to in the playoffs? I can't even remember. Was it Green? It wasn't Green Bay, was it? Yeah, it was Green Bay this year, I think. It was last year. They lost to Green Bay. They lose, uh, who did, yeah, they, who lose did they lose to? It wasn't Tampa. I forgot who they lost to. I, I, know, I know who they beat the season before. Yeah, the Eagles, and then they lost. <laughs> yeah. uh, but either way, I mean, it's hard. So, I mean, I just I think that that's a solid franchise with solid coaching and a stable front office. And, yeah, you'd need to make the offensive line better. But to say that you just need, you know, the reason players are, are in Tampa Bay yeah. and they might but get they another had, one is they because had, they want to go and play in Tampa Bay. But they had players in Tampa Bay already. I mean, they already had Godwin. They already yeah. had Evans. You know, I mean, they had, uh, who's the tight end that got injured there? Um, I mean, obviously, they brought in Gronkowski. I can't remember the tight end's name now that was already there, who was, uh, you know, a pretty solid tight end. Yeah, I and thought. he's coming back. Can't remember his name. Fuck. I, I mean, it's funny. He's how good. I, yeah, Very I, good. I forget these guys' names once the season ends. Um, but, you know, he was also, I mean, they had good players. I mean, Tampa Bay already had a good team, you know. So, I mean, it's not like, you know, Tom Brady just went to, uh, you know. To Vance and was like, I want that wide receiver. The Jets I want or that. something. You know, the Tampa Bay was already built they had a nice team constructed already when 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 tom brady came over so you know there's not too many teams out there that russell wilson can go to that has that caliber of players on it already yeah, they could have taken a shot at antonio brown they could have taken a shot at leonard fournette they, i mean they maybe that's his point they, they don't they don't do these kinds of things but you know all right i i can't continue to go on about yeah the embarrassment of riches in seattle and how it's just not enough yeah all right Freddie, you ready to move on let's move on then next up J.J. Watt asked for his release, and he is granted yeah. his release. J.J. Watt, the many, many, many Pro Bowls, the many years in the Lone Star State are over for J.J. Watt in Texas. The Houston Texans let him go, granted his wish this week, frustrated at the end of the season, very frustrated at the end of the season with a franchise that's falling apart, unlike mm-hmm. Seattle, which is not falling apart, uh, but at least they let him go. Franny, where do you think J.J. Oh. Watt is going to end up? I know the Steelers. Everybody's yeah, talking about the Steelers, the, but they can't the Steelers, afford him. We're $30 think, million over the cap. Yeah, try to figure it out. Figure it out. Let him play with his brother. That'd be fucking awesome if he could play with his brother in Pittsburgh. Uh, I think that's the best yeah, destination. Three pack of Watts. I, I, think, I think that's the best destination for him to go to right now, and that's why everybody's talking about it. I think he really wants to go to Pittsburgh. I think he really wants to uh, unite with his brothers there. And, and uh, you know, obviously he's not going to be a starter. He's already a little bit older. He's dealt 32. with many injuries these last few years. I mean, the first five years of his uh, career, not one injury. But ever since then, injury year after year after year. But if he's able to come in and, and you know, play, you know, some sort of a role there. I mean, he doesn't have to be a starter. You know, and, and I think he'd, he would find some success in Pittsburgh. And I think that's the best destination. Uh, and he'd have to take a pay cut. I well, mean, we're yeah, talking, probably. you know, somewhere in the $8 million range. The whole family has enough money. Yeah. He doesn't need any more money. Yeah, exactly. They can but put he their would, money together. He could be like a James Harrison type later in his career where he didn't start. You know, he started maybe 40% of the defensive snaps, you know, especially, but comes in 
if they're able to go into the playoffs and plays a little bit larger role in the playoffs, but comes in, in the fourth quarter, especially uh, and later downs mm-hmm. and, and really gives them a boost on defense. I'd love to see him come to the Steelers for a reasonable price, because I think watching two brothers play on defense for the same team would just be a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, you know, we saw it in Seattle and I think it was a lot of fun in Seattle with, with the, the Griffin brothers mm-hmm. until one guy got, uh, came over the, the one brother got cut, uh, but it would be a lot of fun. I think to watch him play, in Pittsburgh, but more than likely he's going to end up in Dallas or I can't, I mean, Dallas, maybe the Raiders, you know, some team that's sort of on the cusp, I think potentially Green Bay because he went to college in Wisconsin. Yeah, but I think Pittsburgh is going to make a push to try to get him somehow, some way to, to bring him over with his brother. I, I'd like, to, I wouldn't mind seeing it. Yeah. I just, I just, with the salary cap is I mean, if you're going to spend $10 million bucks on a on an older player, I'm not sure if you want to make it a guy that's got an injury history a mile long. Uh, but it would be fun. But I, 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 my, my, if I had to bet, my money would be on, you know, a team that's that's right there on the cusp of you know getting a little bit deeper into the playoffs, like Green Bay, some some oh, team like that. Come on, I, mean, I think the Steelers have a good enough team right now where they can make it deeper into the playoffs if they actually had a running uh, game. And I think that's something about a Cleveland Browns. Yeah, I think that's something they can address in the draft. So, I mean, they're going to address And Roethlisberger should issues. be angry. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, he's already coming towards the end of his career. But, um, you know, there, I mean, there are certain, you know, issues that they can address in the draft, take care of that with the running game. Um, and, you know, I, I think if, if you bring Watt over... That'd be, that'd, be, that'd be a solid move for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'd like to see it. I would I like to so. see it. I mean, yeah, Russell Wilson, Juju Smith-Schuster, Deontay Johnson, and Chase Claypool. That you think that's better than, yeah, and Washington, Tyler, Washington actually, is he, and James he, Washington, he, but Tyler he's, he's Lockett been, and DK Metcalf. Uh, okay, and who, who's your tight end over there? Ebron. Yeah, Eric Ebron. Yeah, yeah, and he played pretty well. Actually, he played yeah. pretty well. Yeah, a couple of drops there, here and there that that didn't really end well for yeah, the Steelers yeah, in certain games. Exactly. But, yeah. Especially when we needed them. Yeah. Uh, Franny, you ready to move on? Let's move on. Next up, there's a little bit of a rumor out there. The rumor is that the Cleveland Browns are looking to move on like every other team that this guy has played for. The Cleveland Browns are looking to move on from Odell Beckham Jr. And the scuttlebutt is that he will end up being traded to the New England Patriots. Franny, what say you about Odell? Uh, to the Buccaneers, I'm sorry. To the, to the Buccaneers. Bucks. Man, everybody wants to go to the Bucks now, huh? Well, wouldn't you? I mean, I would. It's yeah. like going to the Lakers on that 2000 or whatever, that 2005 team, whatever that it's team is. Like La- it's like going to the Lakers now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it was like, you know, come on over, Carl Malone. Come on over, Gary Payton. <laughs> Every- you have a spot. You have a spot. Come on over. And they didn't win uh, the playoff in, 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 the, in the championship. No, they didn't. No, they no, played they, like they, they, they played they well below their skill level, actually, in that playoff game. Detroit, and that still hurts. But <laughs> yeah, but I mean, they've they've got Jar- they've got Jarvis Landry, they've got Austin Hooper, they've got Rashard Higgins, they've got you know Harrison Bryant, they've got David Njoku, they've got Donovan Peoples Jones. You know, the, do they really need Odell Beckham Jr. on top of all of that? Looks well, like he could get a piece, you know, a draft pick or two mm-hmm. from the Bucks. But what do you think about the embarrassment of Richards potentially yeah. in Tampa? I mean, yeah. Tom Brady was willing to take a chance on Antonio I mean, Beck- Brown. Yeah, yeah, and Odell Beckham uh, Jr. is right now. I would say a better player than Antonio Brown is at oh, the for moment. Oh, for sure, for sure. Uh, I mean, obviously he had his injury this year. Was uh, ACL? Was it ACL? Or I can't uh, remember exactly th- what the injury yeah, was. Yeah, kept him out for a few games and barely came back for the for the uh, deep run. Yeah. Was he? Oh, sorry. Uh, I'm, thinking about, I'm thinking of no, Antonio, not, Brown. Not Antonio Brown. He did come back. Uh, yeah, it was yeah. an ACL tear. Yeah, it was ACL tear. Uh, you know, so who who knows? I mean, obviously with ACL tears now, these these players are coming back and 
you know, playing at almost full strength pretty much. Um, but I mean, obviously he's got some great hands. I mean, it, it, it depends on what Tampa Bay is really willing to give up, especially with Evans. Who knows what's going to happen with Godwin? I mean, if they lose Godwin, maybe there's a chance that Odell Beckham comes over. Maybe, maybe they're willing to pull the trigger if, you know, Godwin does leave and is able to sign a huge contract elsewhere. Yeah, Mike. Which he might. Mike Evans says he's willing to restructure his contract down so they can keep the guys on the team. Mm-hmm. Could potentially sign uh, Godwin and trade for Beckham because Shaq Barrett has already indicated on defense that he is going to try to cash a large check, which means he's probably not staying with the Buccaneers because they're probably not going to give him mm-hmm. the kind of money that he might be asking for, That'd which is another loss. reason why they're thinking that J.J. Watt might end up in, you know, with mm-hmm. Tampa, mm-hmm. you know, filling in on that defensive line uh, after they lose Shaq Barrett. But, wow. I mean, Godwin, Evans, potentially Antonio Brown back. Uh, uh, when your favorite players the, the tight end with an O, in his, the tight trading, end with an all, o in all his the, name. All is, the trading cards. I can't remember <laughs> the, the O in his name. I know. It's brutal. Uh. Um, that would be something. I mean, that would be something to see. Odell Beckham with Tom Brady. I mean, he he was able to wrangle in Randy Moss. He was able to wrangle in Antonio Brown. He's been able to wrangle in a lot of players that have mm-hmm. come over to that team. Mm-hmm. You know, not uh, what's his name who signed with the with That's the, that with TB the Seattle, 12, yeah. TB twelve system. There, it's working. Yeah, who was it that it was the Seattle Seahawks? The guy that was with the Seattle Seahawks who got suspended indefinitely again. He was supposed to come back yeah. wide receiver, but he was suspended indefinitely. The again guy that this loves to smoke weed. Yeah. It's but, funny how we forget these guys. Yeah, as soon as the names. season's over, I'm like, whatever. I like it's like right on the tip of my tongue. He was in Cleveland. Oh my god! I, it's like it's, it's um it's pissing me off right now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I'm uh, sure there are people listening to the podcast. They're like, why well, do like, you not remember? How this? the fuck do you not remember this guy's name? We, we we forget. All right, we're drinking on the show. Yeah. All right. It's just and forgive you know, us, please. We were, we were knee deep in the Super Bowl. Yeah. But I, I think. I mean, a lot of players are going to want to come over there. Fournette's going to probably come back. I would go there. I would go. Do, do they need a, uh, I don't know, some sort special of... Special teams? Assistant? Somebody has some sort? special teams? <laughs> special. He's a kicker. I can yeah. practice kicking. Yeah, exactly. Special teams assistant. Uh, but th- yeah, that's... That... It wouldn't shock me in the least if if they pull off a trade for Odell Beckham. Because, they, I mean, Tom Brady's still only making $25 million next year, which means they've got another 12 to $14 million That's really that a lot off. of teams with, mm. a, with, a, with, a, with a highly paid starting quarterback are paying. Friday, are you ready to move on? Yes. He's going to search it on his iPhone. Next up, D, Sean Watson. The drama continues on ESPN's Get Up Wednesday morning. Former New York Jets general manager of Miami Dolphins. Josh Gordon, that's who Josh it is. Josh Gordon. Yeah, yeah, I searched it by, <laughs> I looked him up by uh, receiver that likes to smoke weed. And Josh, and Gordon, Josh is Gordon is the first, yeah. Josh Gordon and uh, Percy Harvin also popped but, up But there. nobody <laughs> else was able to wrangle yeah. Josh Gordon, so yeah. you know, let's not hold it yeah. against Tom Brady. Uh, former New York Jets general manager of Miami Dolphins executive VP of football operations, Mike Tannenbaum, declared the Patriots, the Patriots, as the favorite to land the disgruntled Houston Texans quarterback, New England Patriots, we're going to get Deshaun Watson. Tannenbaum said, get on, get up. Nick Casario just came from the Patriots. They know each other well. If I get Deshaun Watson with all those other opt-outs coming back, I'm going to the Super Bowl. Yeah. 
all of the Patriots opt-out players are expected to return in 2021, and they have significant cap space projected at $64 million. The Patriots could still acquire Watson and sign weapons around him, such as Allen Robinson. No, the Minnesota Vikings are going to franchise. Or is, he with the, is he with the Vikings? I think he's with the, uh, Who's the, that? Allen Robinson. He's with the Vikings, I think. Mm-hmm. Or the... Man, this is pathetic. With the Bears? For the Bears. Bears are going to franchise yeah, him. Uh, or Chris Godwin, but the, I think Godwin's going to come back. Uh, but wherever Watson goes, free agents will most likely want to follow. But what do you think about Bill Belichick landing Deshaun Watson? He's got that, the draft capital and he's got the cap space. Yeah, I know. That, that would be pretty scary right there. You know, you move on from Tom Brady... You don't have a quarterback this year. I mean, you have Cam Newton, who was not that great. He started off the season well. But, I mean, to bring in Deshaun Watson, you know, the Bills thought they had I mean, a chance. Throwing for 100 yards a game the Bills is not, thought good, they had a chance. not good in the NFL? Yeah. The Bills thought they had a chance to be the best team in that division. Miami was moving up there. The Jets are still sort of lingering in the back, way in the back there. But, you know, for the for the Patriots to bring on Deshaun Watson, I mean, that would definitely elevate them to the best team in that division if they can possibly land Deshaun Watson. I'm not sure if he wants to go over there, though. I think the best landing point right now for Deshaun Watson would be Miami. Ugh, I think Miami. so. It's still Miami, though. Well, it's still Tampa Bay. I mean, you know, yeah, that's yeah, the same Tampa thing. Bay. That's yeah, the same they thing. haven't done anything lately. No, but that's the same thing we were saying before You know, Tom Brady went over there. We were talking about it on the podcast. Like We thought there was no chance that he would go to Tampa Bay, and he ends up going to Tampa Bay. They win the Super Bowl. Deshaun Watson, especially if he goes to this Miami team, I mean, that defense was lights yeah, out this year. Defense. That defense, and they've got weapons on offense, too. And they could definitely bolster that offense in the draft, too. Or maybe bring, maybe they want Odell. Maybe Odell comes to Miami, too. I mean, hey, come on. What, like a Florida powerhouse in the AFC and the NFC? Why not? We don't need that. Yeah. <laughs> we don't need that. Uh, I actually think it makes sense. I think it makes sense for, for Bill Belichick. You know, he's, not gonna, he, he's going to have to draft somebody. He can't possibly go with Cam Newton again. No. Jared Stidham, he's not going to start Jared Stidham for an entire season. So he is going to have to either make a move up in the draft and draft a quarterback. And at Bill Belichick's age, I don't know if he wants to, you know, start with a rookie or a, you know a very young quarterback at his age. I think mm-hmm. he's up there in his late sixties. I think it makes sense. They've got the draft capital, and they've got the salary cap space, and it's a known quantity. And Deshaun Watson wants an organized franchise, you know that 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 you know runs smoothly like a finely tuned watch from Switzerland. I think that that I think it makes sense. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be shocked if it happens. A Tissot? Is Tissot? Is that is that Swiss? Uh, it, it might probably Tissot. <laughs> yeah. Oh, T I S O T or T I S O T I S O T. Yeah, Tissot. I think so. I think so. I don't know. Is that? I don't even know. But you know, the Polish makes some good watches. I like too. the Swiss watch. Swatch. <laughs> no swatches for Deshaun Watson. Uh, but Franny, hey, you, come you, on, those were stylish in the eighties. They man. were. I'm they sure were. you had a swatch. I had one. I had I'm, one. I'm sure you did. Or two. They they, were, they they made a little bit of a comeback in in yeah. the in the mid two thousands there. But yeah, I think that yeah, and they were pretty cheap. They still are. <laughs> They're still pretty cheap, even in the eighties. Yeah, uh, collectors Franny, items now. Anything else to add? No. All right, that's it for the NFL news for this week. Friday, what's next up on the big board? Uh, next up on the big board, Ben, is a shout-out to our new and loyal listeners out there. Yes, thank you all to our new listeners as well as our loyal listeners. Since 2018, we have been a show about football, fun, friends, whiskey, and beer reviews. And since you're listening tonight, tomorrow, next week, whenever you listen to this podcast, please consider heading to our website, thirstygold.busproud.com. Or search Thirsty Gold Podcast on the web and subscribe, rate, and review. Friday, how many stars? Five stars, Ben. Slam that five-star review button. Pound it. 
crush it, break your phone up against the wall if you have to, but just hit that five stars. Please tell a friend, a family member, a coworker, a stranger, just one person. That is your homework assignment for this week. And you can also check us out, Pandora, Audible, and Amazon Music, as well as all your typical podcatchers. Friday was next up on the big board. Next up on the big board, Ben, is our Super Bowl 55 wrap-up and final thoughts on the 2020 NFL season. Oh, boy, Franny. Anything else to add about the Super Bowl, the Valentine's yeah. Day massacre Well, over yeah, there in the dirty, dirty down in Tampa Bay? Definitely. Now that you've had a week to reflect on what was a pretty boring game. It was, it was a terrible game. It was it was pretty much up there with that Rams Patriots Super Bowl. That was a terrible Super Bowl. I mean, at, at least, least this one points scored. In this this one. one exactly. This one at least had some points scored in it. But I mean, all I, by the Tampa Bay. I, I, I give a lot of credit to that uh, that Bucks defense and um, you know what they did the entire game and confusing Mahomes and putting pressure on Mahomes and um, you know it, it was just it was just. I, I just I was it just feels like that wasn't the Super Bowl. It doesn't feel like that should be the the final the end of the game season. of the NFL season because it was just so boring to watch. I'm sure you know obviously you know Tampa Bay fans are excited about it, but I'm sure the majority As of fans should be. around the country were bored to death by that game. Yeah, I mean first half was pretty exciting. Maybe like the first quarter, yeah. Yeah, for well, yeah, almost a halftime. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was it was getting there. Uh but the second half was was really boring. Uh, you know, I, I still can't understand how Eric Bieniemy and Andy Reid had no yeah. adjustments and and weren't prepared for the two high safety looks. They just kept dropping back and throwing it, throwing it, throwing it fifty times. They didn't try to run the ball. They never even attempted to run the ball. They gave uh-huh. up running the ball. They dressed Le'Veon Bell. Didn't see the field once, not in the passing game or in the rushing game. They dressed Lashawn McCoy. Didn't see the ball or the field one time mm. in. The game, uh, you know, I just uh, it, it, even when, when I look back on it now, I'm just I'm just so shocked. That's the shocking piece to me is how unprepared the the Chiefs' offense was for what was a very predictable defense by the Bucks. They just kept dropping I mean, back and chucking the ball downfield. Yeah. Never tried to control the time of possession. Never tried to run the ball. And I was just shocked by that. Yeah, I mean, it was it was a simple game plan by. Um, you know, Todd Bowles, I mean, you know, too high safety and, you know, beat us underneath. You don't, don't go over the top. And and basically that's what they did. I mean, you know, but they Kelsey, kept trying to throw the ball Kelsey, over the top. <laughs> Kelsey had a bunch of catches underneath, but, you know, to no effect the entire game. I mean, um, you know, Hill was, was uh, you know, he was a non-factor the entire game. And like I said, the running game, same thing. Yeah, they protected Tom Brady, averaged 2.7 seconds uh, from snap to pass. Mm-hmm. And his, did you know his average intended length of target in that game was six yards. Mm-hmm. That's not Bruce Arians. That's yeah. not no risk it, no biscuit. Mm-hmm. That was an adjustment to the game plan, a completely different game plan than they expected. I think that then that the chiefs expected and nothing like I've seen from Bruce Arians before. So they made significant adjust adjustments, especially on the offensive side of the ball. And it looked like the chiefs just tried to jam their same game plan down the throats of Tampa Bay, even though it wasn't working. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I mean, we talked about it at length, I guess, uh, you know, in our Super Bowl special. Um, you know, I, I think the best part of the day was just uh, me and you throwing the ball, throwing the ball around, around here and drinking, and some, drinking beers. some beers. And, and, and we were expecting an exciting game uh, from these two teams. And it was it was a snooze fest. And I was quite disappointed in this year's Super Bowl. 
For sure, for sure. Any uh, any thoughts on the 2020 season generally? I mean, other no, than I the mean, fact that we got through it, exactly. we, should, we should give them credit for getting through it. And I, th- I think they do deserve a lot of credit. I think the team that was affected the most uh, this season was the Pittsburgh Steelers and, and having to put off uh, you know a few of their games and you know having to play a Tuesday game, a Wednesday game, a Thursday game, or whatever game it was. You know, I think the Steelers, you know, they were affected most. And actually, if you think about it, there weren't too many other teams that were affected. I mean, I think Baltimore, Baltimore, actually, and and Denver, but it didn't yeah. matter to Denver; they weren't going anywhere. Yeah, exactly. So you know, it, it was pretty impressive. Um, you know that the NFL was able um, to you know have the entire season play out, not miss any weeks. You know, have the entire you know seventeen week schedule played out by all teams um, with a couple of hiccups, but you know, that was expected. And, and uh, you know, they even did allow, uh, you know, some, uh, some, some fans in the stadium, at least. I mean, in the Super Bowl, actually it looked like it was almost full because they had cardboard cutouts. They did they a pretty good job on live fans. And so, yeah, I think they did a really good job, you know, the entire season, probably better than any well, other sport. Other than the fact that they tried you know, to depress us into, into freaking suicide during yeah. the commercial breaks. <laughs> and, and exactly. And, and I think, uh, you know, they did a better job than any other major sports league did you know even the nba right now you know playing without any fans i think they should maybe allow some fans into the stadium um, but the nfl i think they did a great job and it was it was it was pretty impressive yeah and they got through it uh you know big surprise with tampa bay although i did bet on them to win the super bowl and to bet on them to win the nfc and bet on them to win the division i lost the division bet uh wait uh, yeah uh saints won the division right uh you know i was i was I was impressed. I mean, and and some teams, you know, I don't think anyone expected the Patriots to do as poorly as they did. I didn't expect the Steelers to completely fall off a cliff. That was interesting. Didn't expect to see the Philadelphia Eagles struggle as 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 I didn't as well, much as they did. Wentz to struggle as much as he did. But for the team, and no one in the NFC East to even be marginally competitive, really. But but Washington did put up a pretty good fight against Tampa Bay. A better fight than Kansas City. Yeah, and especially, I mean, and Kansas City apparently learned nothing from watching the yeah. game. <laughs> Uh, you know the Rams. You know didn't didn't you know the big the big golf trade, which I did not expect mm-hmm. uh, going into that season. You know Seattle. You know com- being a little discombobulated most of the year. And first they couldn't pass. First they were passing the ball all over the place, and the defense was terrible. Then the defense played great, and the offense couldn't do anything. You know I, I think it was a, a, all things considered, even though it was a terrible Super Bowl. I think the NFL did a great job this year in just getting through the season. Mm-hmm. I mean Baltimore, you know, didn't perform anywhere near. I think at the level, especially in the playoffs, that people expected them they, to. They won a playoff game, you know. They, yeah, but they mean you know, coming off la- you know last two years, you expect them to make a jump. They had a really solid team, great defense again, and they weren't able to get as far as I think they would have expected themselves yeah. to Buffalo get. Buffalo was a huge surprise and the huge leap forward that uh, that Josh Allen made this year compared to last year. <laughs> we didn't hear enough of this song. Yeah, sorry, Bills. <laughs> but they were impressive yeah. this year as well, uh, you know, going to the AFC Championship game, um, which is, you know, they haven't been there in, what, 30 years? When was the last time? 1993, 90s, mid-90s. I think that was the last time, 1993. So almost, you know, 30 years for them. So I'm sure that was exciting for the city. Unfortunately, they, they didn't make it over the hump. Yeah, Tua didn't, you know, perform the Did way that not, people thought nope, he was going nope, to. Nope. You know, everyone in the AFC East, you know, you know, the but Jets, it looks like San Diego, it up. San Diego found their quarterback of the future. Yeah, I mean, he had a awesome historic Justin Hubert, uh, Herbert, historic rookie season. Yeah, I mean, and that that bodes well for us out here in Los Angeles if we if we're forced to watch Charger games. You know, I, I think it was a really 
you know, the, the playoffs didn't, they didn't go the way I wanted to, obviously with the Steelers losing to the Browns that we let in the playoffs by letting them win in week 16 or 17. But all things considered, I think that most of the playoff games were pretty good mm-hmm. with the exception of the last one. Yeah. Yeah. And that's not that uncommon for the Super Bowl to be a stinker. Um, uh, last few years. Anyway. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking back just the last, you know, 10, 15 years. This, this, yeah. I mean, this one, I and- mean, yours was amazing. No, I mean, you know, the, the Eagles Patriots game that 18. was great. I mean, that that Falcons Patriots game was probably one of the best Super Bowls that I've ever watched. Um, and you know, just going back, I mean, you know, this game and that Rams Patriots game, I mean, those were complete snooze fests. And uh, you know, hopefully we get a better one next year. But uh, you know, MVP this year, AA Ron Rodgers. Uh, I'm excited about that. I'm still it makes it, it warms the cockles of my know heart. I know it does. I know it does. Aaron Rodgers. So let's just MVP. say Screw the Ravens. Screw the Giants. Let's take screw a shot. Let's the both Cowboys. Take a shot here. Screw the Browns. Screw the Bengals. And, and we'll take a shot. The to, Cowboys. To end the, the, the Cowboys. And hey, Troy Aikman this week said. Uh, where's your shot glass? Troy time? Aikman this week said essentially if they franchise tag Dak Prescott, they better expect it will be gone next year. Uh, they either is, sign this guy long term yeah. or shut the F up. Yeah. Troy Aikman putting putting the hammer down, saying, "You know, you're nuts to franchise this guy. Give him what he wants and lock him up if, because quarterbacks are hard to find." Unless he wants five years, yeah, I would I still mean, what, I would still negotiate. A well, he wants four; contract. they want five. Oh, exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's right. He so, wants a short. If, if, if I'm the Dallas Cowboys, I would say, you know what, let's do four years because now the guy's injured. You maybe you don't want a five year contract. Yeah, with this guy. give him the four years. I mean, because the grass is not going to be greener in Dallas without Dak Prescott. Yeah, so For, regardless of what you still. think of him, you're not picking high enough in the draft to get a quarterback. Fuck the Cowboys. Fuck the Giants. And fuck Washington. Let's Except Alex Smith. I still respect yeah, Alex Smith. Whatever. He's, yeah, whatever. What he went through. Comeback player of the year. Yes, he's a Lance Armstrong of quarterbacks without the winning. Well, <laughs> he didn't take any performance-enhancing drugs either. Well, that's true. That's yeah. true. Come on. Let's do you it. You got to give the guy some credit. All right. He almost lost his leg, that, for God's sake. Lance sakes. Armstrong almost died. But then he took performance-enhancing drugs. He's like, is, after this, that. is this normal? <laughs> is, this, is this normal for this to be 18 times the size of the... Oh, all right. That's not normal? Hey, hey, hey come on. <laughs> well, he, uh, that was pretty scary. And, and, yeah, well, he but he, survived but he, but he also, ignored it for so long. Well, I mean, when you're that young, you don't expect it. All right, cheers. That's true. That's good. Mm. That's awful. Well, when it's shot, when it shot's that big, it's pretty terrible. We will be slurring our speech at the end of this podcast. Oh my god! Disclaimer. Oh, disclaimer. All right, Franny, you ready to? Uh, what's next up on the big board? Uh, next up on the big board, Ben. Well, you have NFL news again. Oh, Actually, yeah. I, I didn't what's, realize that. That I, I probably mentioned the NFL news twice. twice. Well, there's a lot of NFL news, but. We don't have any more NFL news, right? No, no. Okay, are you sure? Yeah. Okay, I'm sure. Because Friday will always point out my mistakes on the printed agenda. <laughs> well, I just maybe thought you had some surprise news for me now. Yeah, after <laughs> Carson Wentz just got traded. Breaking news: <laughs> traded to the Cowboys. Into the thirst and He's goal newsroom. Traded to the Cowboys for a first round pick and a third round pick. Hey, well, I'll, I'll take it. All right, folks, we'll be back with what's but next up. Next up. Feel good story. All right, we'll be right back with the feel good story. All right, and we are back once again with the feel good story. It has been about 18 weeks at, at least, least, maybe 20, since our last feel good story, Ben. 
we hear a lot about negative drama, like with Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson, guys that just want to leave their team and create drama. But we have players out in the NFL that just want to do something for their community exactly. out there. And I'm sure you have a feel-good story for us, Ben. I do. This and is I the, love the music. This is the anti-Skip Bayless, anti-Colin Cowherd segment. We're not down in the muck trying to get ears to listen to us because we're and Wentz insulting. Too. And Wentz, Wentz causing drama. Exactly. Dickhead. Do I take a shot for that, too? I said something negative about a player on my team. You take a shot. I'll have a little bit. I'll have a little bit, too. I'll have a That's little sort of bit. a shot. This is the feel-good story. This is just to highlight some good things going on in the NFL and NFL players doing it behind the scenes and without a lot of fanfare. Exactly. And this week, we have Andrew Whitworth, the huge left tackle for the L.A. Rams, an older player grizzled with the gray hairs in his beard, coming back for another season. But long before Andrew Whitworth made it to the NFL, he knew he wanted to help others. When he was a kid, he volunteered to bag groceries for customers at the local food store. As he grew older, he began to realize that people didn't have the same opportunities in life that he enjoyed. He said, when I took a step in my career, my life, when I felt like I had something more that gave me the opportunity to give something back, he said, now 39 and an OT for the L.A. Rams, Whitworth's efforts to make a difference have not gone unnoticed. The NFL veteran has been nominated or was nominated for the prestigious Walter Payton Man of the Year Award that went to Russell Wilson. The award recognizes an NFL player for his outstanding community service. The winner, Russell Wilson, was announced on February 6th. His contributions have been numerous, including a recent $50,000 donation, along with his wife, to a black-owned small business in Inglewood, California, that was struggling to stay afloat during the coronavirus pandemic. He also made a $250,000 donation to the Los Angeles Regional Food Bank. But yet perhaps most notable is Whitworth's focus on addressing education inequities in underserved communities. To that end, he has funded STEAM, science, technology, engineering, and art and math labs in two Los Angeles regional area schools, and he plans to build more in different schools within Los Angeles. Andrew Whitworth doing what he can Mm -hmm. out of his own pocket with his own money to help people. And without any fanfare. Yeah, I mean, I had to, you know, I saw this story, and it wasn't, you know, I, I usually... It's not don't the, the I don't take the ones off the front page. Yeah. The front page are usually like the, the most obvious ones. But this is something that was sort of buried down there. And I thought, you know what? And it usually is. Let's on, give on this guy a shout CBS out. CBS Sports, on ESPN, on Fox Sports. I mean, all of these large you know companies, they don't talk about the good news. They just talk about all the negative shit that's going on. But there's a lot of players out there that are doing some good things for their communities and good for Andrew Whitworth. Yeah, Whitworth especially when you're talking this. about kids. I mean, you're yeah. talking about kids, giving them an opportunity and if they want to study science or math or art. chunk of money. Yeah. Coming from his bank account right there, $250,000, one other $50,000. I mean, that's hundreds of thousands of dollars to help, you know, underserved communities. Good for this guy. Yeah. Andrew Whitworth, huge shout out. Yeah, we love exactly. you. Cheers, Ben. I said something negative about a player on my team, which is also a part of... Yeah. If you're you know, overly our, negative about your own team, because we got to stay team. positive about our own team. Yeah, ex- exactly. I'm not Russell Wilson. I'm not going to yeah. start <laughs> throwing my own team under the bus. But I'm going to start right now. All right. Wentz. Alejandro Villanueva for the Steelers. They're moving on from him. <laughs> ben Roethlisberger, the team's not contacting him. Part he of, doesn't know whether they want him back. Part of our punishment. Yeah, let's shot do it. Let's do it. Agreement. 
All right. That was, that was a little one. That was a little oh. tiny one. Yeah, the Steelers don't even, uh, they haven't contacted Roethlisberger yet. I'm not sure. He's a little bit wondering if or they do they want him back. And Art Rooney the second again said, we're comfortable with Mason Rudolph. Oh, my God. No, I don't think anybody's comfortable with Mason Rudolph. Uh, Mason Rudolph. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know if he's comfortable. His family, maybe? Yeah. Whoever uh, gets the season tickets to the game. If I games? could only take a crack at him with a helmet. That guy. <laughs> yeah, We're not comfortable Steeler fans with Mason Rudolph, just so you know. Yeah, no. I don't think, no. Nobody is. Yeah. Friday, what's next up on the big board? Next up on the big board, Ben, is our shot of the week. We're already at the shot portion. Yeah. Oh, my God. The season is over. We're an hour into the podcast, and we're at the shot portion. I can't believe it. Yeah, we what do we say, like, midway through the season, like, we're going to try at some point to get the podcast under, yeah, I'm, under I'm pretty two sure, hours? I'm pretty sure somehow this will end up at three hours. <laughs> but we, we will eventually... You know, I listened to a podcast from like a year and a half ago, one of the Joe Rogan shows, and they were mm-hmm. talking about how. Uh, and we know, have to get Joe Rogan on the show somehow, absolutely. some way. I'm gonna have to like message him, DM him on on Instagram. I don't do know. Do it. Do it somehow. But he's probably gonna ignore. That's me. your. Like, you told me. I told you ignore, that was your assignment. He's gonna ignore the shit out of me, though. Well, you never know. He'll Joe probably, Rogan. He's still in the clubs. He's still no, out I mean, there. No, no, he. I mean, he seems like a nice guy. He, he, you know, he seems like a guy that wants to connect with the community and sort of maybe build other podcasts because he got, you know. He got a pretty lucrative contract uh, for his podcast, and so I'm sure he's he's hundred million to go dollars. Out there. Is that a lot of money? That's that's uh, is that, is that a lot of money. Lucrative. Uh, so it's like a know, Dak Prescott contract almost. Uh, he, Dak Prescott's going to look for a little bit more. Than yeah, that. a little yeah, bit yeah. more. Maybe he, he might look for hundred million within the first two years. <laughs> yeah, <it's laughs> three years, hundred yeah. million dollar contract. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, Joe Rogan seems like that kind of guy that he's you know he, he's he's willing to help out the the small folk out. There, I hope so. But they were, yeah, they were talking about how you know the because because every, everyone's amazed when they come on a show like how do you get people to listen to the show for three hours? And you know they were talking about how Americans like attention span is either seven seconds mm-hmm. or three hours. Like there's no middle ground. It's yeah. either you need that shit right away, or you're like let's settle in and listen to this for a long time. Like there's no middle ground. There's yeah. no like. 45 minute hour podcast yeah with us listen to us in your car or listen to us at home while you're you know sitting back with a little bit of scotch exactly maybe your favorite beer maybe you love making shots yeah maybe you're that guy from tipsy bartender exactly you know that guy we need that guy on yeah. the show too that guy that's awesome. another assignment for you yeah well yeah he's good, finally of, he'll surprise me i have me. a lot of assignments he'll well <laughs> i will put down i will put it together is the year ag- 2024 i will <laughs> continue to put together the agenda all I'm asking you is to get yeah. Joe Rogan on the podcast. Well, hey, I try to have. It seems like a fair. I have to type a bunch of stuff on a keyboard. Yeah, you you do, have to you get do. Joe Rogan on the show. That seems all. like a that, fair. That seems, seems like a yeah, fair. That seems like a fair trade fair off exchange. right there. Yeah. Yeah. Just get the, Tom Brady on the show, and I'll keep writing the. The agendas. guy that's busy probably 24 <laughs> hours a day with the UFC and his podcast. And I'll get that guy, and also Tesla guy. Oh, Elon Musk. Elon Musk. Yeah, actually, that would probably be. Of all the guys we just, of all the people we just mentioned, yeah. that would probably be the most likely to come on the show. Or Shaq. Uh, he ain't coming on the show. Shaq, come on. He ain't coming on he the show. He went to Croatia. We have a connection. Yeah. Well, that's, a, <laughs> well, he went on vacation a lot, a lot of places. No, it was on his show. It was on his show. I watched his show. Uh, well, Shaq, I watched his show. There's another assignment. Yeah. Okay. All but right, I think perfect. Elon Musk, you could. I, I have, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to get to work right after this podcast. Tell Elon Musk, we want to talk about GameStop and I'm Bitcoin have, and we'll I'm get him have, on the show. I'm going to have my people call your people. He's like, don't, pl- please don't. My people is Ben. <laughs> please, <don't. laughs> when I say my people, it's like Ben. I'll get Brent Selleck on the show if you can get Elon Musk. I wouldn't on the even show. know to say it's Brent Selleck though. Uh, like, are he, you happy selling insurance? Yeah. 
Because <laughs> that's what he does for a living. Well, I, I would sell insurance too if I made a few million dollars. Oh no, no, he's a real estate agent. He's oh, a, really? he owns a real estate brokerage. You know, it's. Funny. I've already been. I've already laid the I'm groundwork. Looking, I'm I looking, already know how to get in contact with. I'm, him. I'm already to, ahead of you. I'm looking for a condo here in L.A. Yeah. It would be great. It, me and Brent Selick looking for a condo on HGTV. That would be amazing in Philadelphia, in, in California. <laughs> you have to get him to come out <laughs> in L.A. But yeah, I think he owns in uh, the eight one eight. He owns a real estate agency or real estate. Oh, he company. owns it. So he just he he he. But he's also an agent. He you know he shows yeah. houses, but. Great he guy. doesn't sign memorabilia because I was trying to find something for you, and I'm like, "This is this Wait, guy." Don't... Yeah, he doesn't sign anything. Yeah, he did. I have the helmet. The well, yeah, helmet. The, it's older, but I mean, like, he and I have his jersey, but it wasn't signed. But he doesn't have a signed. lot of on stuff. HGTV. I'll get it signed by him on the show. All right, all right. Your assignment has been posted <laughs> on January whatever, February thirteenth. All right, Friday. So the shot of the week. Shot of the week, which was inspired by Valentine's Day. And the massacre in the Super Bowl last weekend with Tampa Bay just murdering Kansas City, which was completely unexpected, which is a great lead into our next unless portion Bruce, of the show. Unless you're Bruce Arians. <laughs> but uh, Ben, you dubbed the name tonight the Valentine's Day Massacre. I mean, it is. I mean, it's two mobs fighting each other in the dirty, dirty down in Tampa Bay where laws are ignored and law enforcement is corrupt. They were down there fighting it out with Tommy Guns in Tampa Tommy Bay Guns, huh? Stadium. Tommy Guns, get it? Huh? Huh? Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was a massacre. We're, it was we're, a massacre. We're, we're trying to connect all the dots here. You know, watch it. You know, gla- you know, glassy-eyed Patrick Mahomes after a night out. You know, drinking with the guys. You know, got Mahomes? hit. Yeah, got, Mahomes would be the last guy. He got that. hit by a bullet in the third quarter, and he couldn't come back. Yeah, it was an ugly game. Uh, Franny, what's in this shot? Sorry, I, uh, took, I took your your thunder there for you. No, no, no. Continue to take the thunder, Ben. I have no more thunder. Okay, you're done with your thunder. All right. Well, Tampa Bay, you get thunder like three times a day in the yeah, summer. Yeah, probably. Actually, I, I don't mind thunder. We don't get enough of it in California. But uh, anyway, usually it's gunfire yeah. <laughs> or fireworks, or one fireworks. or the other. Like, uh, and I mean, they're not small fireworks too. They're like the professional quality fireworks. Uh, but tonight's shot, we have a little bit of grenadine. We have a little bit of cherry vodka, and we have a little bit of fireball with a little bit of that. It's it's um it's edible. I'm thinking it's edible. Um, or drinkable. It's like glitter that kind of oh, goes yeah, in there. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, like, yeah. it's like glitter. So, I mean, it has that sort of sheen to it, that sparkle to it. Sheen. You can't really tell that it's in, in the shot glass right now, but it's a beautiful red color. And on the rim, we have a little bit of crystallized red sugar with some heart Reese's candy, Ben. It looks amazing. It looks beautiful. It would be a perfect shot for the Kansas City Chiefs if Franny had won his bet and the Chiefs had won there would be... Oh my goodness, it is windy out here in our outdoor studio. We record this podcast outdoors where podcasts should be recorded at football should be played and we just got a little 30 mile an hour gust coming across Damn, our podcast. That was expected. Our podcast studio just now. Uh, but if Franny had won his bet, there'd be a different bottle of scotch that I paid for sitting on the table. But instead, there's a 21-year-old bottle of scotch sitting on the table that I did not pay for. Nope. And a red shot that is going to have to be for Tom Brady yep. instead of the beloved boy wonder. And Patrick Mahomes running for his life. I'm going to chew on this little bit of chocolate right here sitting on the rim, Ben. Yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. Let's get some more sugar. Mm. That's pretty good. Oh. Did you buy the chocolate or Sonia had the chocolate? Uh, I went to Vaughn's. That's where I saw the guys. You got peanut butter in there? 
Yeah, man. It's like a Reese's Pieces. Or Reese's, good. Reese's Peanut Butter Cup, basically. But heart-shaped. That's shaped. pretty good. Heart-shaped, you know. That's pretty good. Well, I'd say. That is pretty damn good. Mm. Wow. All right. You want to yeah. take the shop? Let's take the shop, Ben. It's very red, and you can find this on Twitter at Goldthirst and on Instagram at Thirstan. Please check that out. Cheers to you, Ben. It looks very red. It looks very red. I'm sure it's going to be very sweet, too. Come on, Al Capone. Do There's it. There's a little bit of spice, though. The fireball, Ben. I know you like the spice. If you want to add a little bit of tahini inside of it. Oh, that might be can. much. There's <laughs> nothing in your vault, but there's something in the shot. Cheers. Ooh, it's got a little spice. It's got a little kick. It's got the fireball in there. But it's got a little kick on the end there. Yeah. I mean, it's not a long long lived kick. No. Or long lived. A little bit of cinnamon. Long lived. Long lived. (laughs) Damn, that's, wow. That's actually pretty good. Ooh, I like it. That's a good one. That was a good one. That's a good one. In honor honor of Tom Brady. I think it's perfect for for Valentine's Day, you know? It's it's sweet. It's spicy. Just like your girlfriend. Yes, exactly. (laughs) My mistress. Your mistress out there. <laughs> that we sneak out. She's sweet and spicy. She's sweet and spicy with a little bit of a kick. That's right. Oh, my goodness. Just don't right. let her meet your wife. Yeah, exactly. Or a girlfriend. Yeah. Your long-time She'd girlfriend. be like, whatever. Go. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> You're, yeah, I'm get done. Out, I'm get done. out of the house. I'm done with you. Here's get your clothes. Get out of the house. I'm here. Here's your clothes. <laughs> Thanks for all the work you did in the yard. Now go. Uh, Just come back. But later. yeah, this is a great, great <laughs> shot, Friday. Well, how would you mm. rank this on our Thirsty Goal rating scale of shots? I would say that is in an eight, only because I wish I added a little bit more of the fireball to that. I added maybe too much vodka, so I'm tasting a little bit more of the vodka than I want to. You taste vodka? Yeah, there's some vodka in there. I mean, but you can actually taste it? Yeah. What does vodka taste like to you? Now like, now I'm like intrigued. Just, now like I'm just, intrigued. Just spirit. Like, it's just basically a spirit. Yeah, because vodka to me just tastes like, it tastes like rubbing alcohol if, yeah. it was, if you were able to drink it. But like if it I, wasn't I poisonous, taste, I could taste it. There, I, I would I probably if I was to do the shot again, I would add a little bit more fireball. But I would say an eight out of ten. Mm. Yeah, that's the mistress. Yeah, I would say the shot is fantastic. Fantastic. That was a good shot. I would, good. I'm going to give it a nine because it was, I'm surprised you give it a nine. Yeah, because it's, it's sweet. sweet. It's spicy. But you don't like sweet. Yeah, but it has enough of the spice on the end. It's complex. I like it. It's complex. And the chocolate and the peanut butter. And that little rim of, yeah. of, of uh, that. It was well put together. Red. It was, uh, hell yeah, it's well put together. Fuck you, What do you think? I mean, man? the one last week was kind of gross. <laughs> what did we have last week? It was like Jägermeister. And yeah, some, that one was pretty that bad. Was, that yeah, was yeah, bad. That, that was not the best. And some of the shot ones you make are so sweet that it's ever. like, ah. Yeah. <laughs> you know. And, and like, the, I got to get my EpiPen or my insulin. The, <laughs> the Reese's peanut butter shot also hit the spot as well. Perfect time. But when do we get back to the spicy shots, Friday? Maybe next week. Next week, we'll have to get back to the spice, get back to the Cholula, get back to the tahine, get back to the jalapenos. I know you love those, Ben, and the weather is a little cool. It's a little chilly. And it's my birthday weekend, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Next weekend. And uh, there's no other thing I'd rather do. You're a hard person to buy for in a pandemic. Uh, You don't have to buy anything at all, Ben. Um, You know, you've actually... You're very generous with the gifts. You don't have to be. <laughs> well, you know, it's it's what I do. It's, I, it's I, 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 would, do. I wouldn't even say I'm generous. I would say I, that there's, I a would two, say... there's a 200 bottle. I was gonna I was gonna get you like a really nice bottle of scotch. I'm like, well, that's a really nice bottle of scotch. How am I gonna up? How am I gonna How am I gonna up that? I lost the bet, Ben. I lost the bet, and I, you know, I'm gonna live up to it. So you know what? Like, how much that's is that? Glenn Levitt, 25. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> uh, 
That's but about yeah. a $450 bottle. No, but don't his, be crazy. But his way of saying that, uh, you know, the... Um, uh, we'll get back to the spicy shots. And what's up with uh, it'll this prob- wind? The wind is the wind decided it's to really come whipping up right pretty, now. Pretty severe. And it's coming from an odd direction too. Yeah. It's coming it, from the east. I think it's coming from the yeah. What then? It wind never comes from the east. Maybe it's a sign of something. I the wind. I wonder are, if you guys could hear that on the podcast. Yeah, can I'm you not hear sure the wind hear it. whistling across our microphone right is, now. That is a really odd direction for the wind to be blowing here in Southern California. It usually comes uh, north to south, uh, and you know. We're usually blocked from you know the house because we're outside where football should be played and podcasts should be recorded. But from the east, that's really weird. Yeah, it is because usually it comes in from the other direction. Yeah, that's that's odd. Okay, well, all right. Well, we, we uh, well we'll we'll let you guys know if we lose power here. Yeah, I know. Seriously, we're unable to actually publish this podcast. <laughs> uh, but Friday got me a beautiful bottle, and we're going to talk about that probably pretty soon. But yeah, I, I like this shot a lot. Yeah, and. Friday, what's next up on the big board? Next up on the big board, Ben, we have our beverage of the week. Damn, which is that wind. The Balvany. Look at the TV. Oh, is, it, is it flickering? No, it's blowing. Oh, it's blowing. It's moving. We got the Balvany Portwood aged for 21 years. Yeah, and what made you, you know, this was a, this was a, uh, what was the lost bet? It was a lost bet. He mm. bet for some strange reason. <laughs> Strange. On, on Patrick Mahomes thinking that he was going to beat Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. I, I, it's inexplicable why someone would bet against Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. It is really yeah, freaking windy. Let's take a quick break. Uh, yeah, let's, let's take, take a, a quick break. We'll and a, this shouldn't last very long, hopefully. I'm not sure where the fuck this wind is coming from. But we'll take a quick break <laughs> and we'll be right back with Toto and the <laughs> Tin Man. Hold tight, everybody. All right, and we are back with our beverage of the week, and I am so excited to try I can't this wait. one, Ben. I can't I'm, wait. I'm almost happy that I lost the bet. Bullshit. I mean, no, no, I'm serious. Like, Bullshit. I mean, if 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 it was if if I lost or if you lost actually, and I had a nice sort of Isla on the table, I'd be excited. But I mean, in this case, I was forced to go out and buy a. Fairly pricey scotch. And the reason I'm excited is because I get to try it myself. So it's not like you try it and I don't. I get to sample this the same way that you do, Ben. Yeah, because we have the sound effect every time Franny looks at his wallet. <laughs> uh, I thought it was me the crying baby one. <laughs> He's frightened to part with the dead Benjamins and dead presidents that are inside that wallet. Well, they're, And they're, to his credit, he'll probably be retired before I am. I would say piece of plastic. You <laughs> know, I, I don't, I don't be, carry too much too much cash with me. <laughs> he'll be retired before I will. I wish. Uh, Frane, but what made you decide on this particular uh, You know, beverage? I mean, we have we have the, the Belvany finished in Portwood port casks, aged 21 years. And, uh, you know, I mean, the bet was... If Kansas City wins, you get me in Isla or something similar from one of the islands off of Scotland, uh, priced around $120 because Kansas City was the favorite. So, I mean, obviously, you know, the price goes down a little bit for you. But in my case, since I bet on the favorite, the price goes up just a little bit. Uh, that's how was, the bookmakers do it, was, baby. It was, uh, it was, uh, forget mi- about it. What was it? A minus, uh, I forget what the, what the exact. Minus three. Minus three. So I owe you, or I 
But the wager was I get you what $150 bottle or more, you know, priced at least $150 or more of a very nice scotch. And uh, so the scotch is more than $150. And, uh, you know, the reason I got it was because all the other scotches that were there that were available at Total Wine were, I'm, I'm sure they were all pretty damn good. But this Balvenie Portwood, age 21 years, it's actually rated up there. You know, when you look at the top tens, this is always in every single top ten yep. of all of the whiskeys that you can get within that price range. And, you know, with all the taxes added on here in California, it comes up to more than that. Uh, but it really is worth, you know, somewhere around there or just above that $150 price point. And so. it's only fitting that we have 30 30- five mile an hour winds yeah. at this moment because those are the winds that batter the sides and the seashore of the small tiny island of isla off scotland a two-hour ferry ride this is not from, from the there. mainland this is not from there though that's true but all right so the the the, the winds that batter the seaside of scotland generally speaking <laughs> are probably pretty similar to what we're yeah. feeling right now See, if i won then we'd be talking that's about that. true that's true uh, and yeah, that's a good a good opportunity to introduce. Uh, you know, hopefully we're gonna have a new segment uh, once every few weeks over the next. You know, until we get to the regular season, we're gonna give you a little bit of background on a particular distillery. Uh, we'll start with with Isla, and then we can move into maybe Glen Levitt and some other you know uh, distilleries. All the Islas, distilleries on Isla as well as Scotland. I uh, just give you a little background on some of these, on some of the the distilleries and the history of these distilleries that we have that we have drunk, drank, drink in the past, maybe some bourbons. Uh, I'd love to hear from Franny on some particular distilleries he'd like to hear the history of. Ardbeg, for then, sure. First. Uh, Ardbeg, <laughs> for sure. And anything else for either, either a bourbon, either a, a whiskey, a scotch, you know, whatever you'd like to hear. And we'll get you some some background on it because there's some pretty interesting stories out there. Uh, but this one is a pretty amazing scotch. The Balvenie Distillery. Better than It's a Speyside single malt scotch whiskey distilled in Dufftown, Scotland and owned by William Grant and Sons to create the Balvenie Portwood 21-year-old single malt. A marriage of rare Balvenie is transferred to port casks or pipes, which have held fine port wines. Here, it is sampled regularly by the Balvenie Malt Master David C. Stewart, MBE, to ensure that just the right amount of character is imparted by the port casks, enhancing the developing single malt whilst whilst preserving (laughs) its original root root beer whiskey. Uh, considered by many to be David's finest creation, as Franny mentioned, always in the top 10 lists around the world. This whiskey is one of his proudest achievements and has won an array of highly coveted industry awards since its release back in 1996, right around the time that Franny was born. Yeah, I wish. In Duty Free, in duty free the Balvenie Portwood, aged 21 years, is non-chill filtered and bottled at a higher strength, 47.6% ABV. It's that really whipping up really windy. I mean, this is Scotland. This is Scotland That's weather right. right now. That's right. we got to pretend like yeah, we're, we're giving you the real experience right here. The real experience. Outdoors. The nose. A perfume of fruity and ripe raisin notes, backed by a nutty dryness. The taste is refined with remarkable character. It is creamy and silky with fruit, honey, and spice notes. And the finish is long, 
gentle, and nutty. I mean, I like look those, at these reviews. I like those nutty long Look at those reviews. Yeah. All the reviews are five stars except for this one clown that gave a one-star review. Look yeah. at that. Yeah, that's a, that's a whiskey snob right there. I mean, but I mean, if you look I, at, if I you mean look how at snobby all, do you have to be to give this a one-star review? But if you, if you look at all the reviews online, it is pretty close to five stars for this particular uh, scotch. And uh, I can't wait to give this a try. I mean, it's it's just it's just it's smiling at us right now, Ben. Yeah, I mean, look it's, at that. Look at that bottle. I mean, the bottle is beautiful. And this is something I'm you afraid want to, to grab out. my you know grab the bottle <laughs> because the, the wind is blowing the yeah. papers and everything else around. Let's well, give this a sniff. To you. Let's see what kind of I mean, this wind uh, aromas is, come through. This wind is almost transporting me to Scotland, to the seashore, to those cliffs of Scotland where the wind just batters hey. the ocean into the hey, seaside Seamus. and carves the mountains in the side of the Hey, Seamus, let's give this a little bit of a try here. We have the Balavini Partwood aged 21 years. What do you think on the on the news? Oh, on the news, it's very, very, it's <laughs> it's nice and sweet. It's very sweet. It, it's it's robust. It's actually, it is, it is very, it has a nice sweetness to it, nice fruity notes coming from it. Wow, it's a really strong, rich aroma. Oh, yeah, it's really rich. And, um... I mean, I get, I get a little bit. I of, get a little bit of you know prune or raisin or mm-hmm. little a bit of. Uh, it's almost like a cigar sort of note to it. You know, like that sweet sort of cigar, like that sort of flavor that you get from cigars. I'm getting a little nuttiness, but I'm also getting a little bit of coffee or leather and a little bit of raisin. I mean, I'm I'm getting that mm. like leathery note on my nose. It's a leather or a or a coffee. And the color is is beautiful. I mean, it's 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 like a darker. Almost sort of. There's a little Excuse bit of me. orange in there. A little bit of orange brown. I mean, it's a beautiful orange amber. Mm-hmm. But wow, I mean, that is a, a rich citrus notes in there nose. as well. I mean, there's a lot going on right there, just on the nose. Wow, what a rich. I mean, yeah. it's just a full-bodied, rich, deep. You know, oh, I mean, I could, I could there's s- a little bit of a woodiness there, but very, I very faint. Sit here and just sniff this. I'm just amazed at how deep it is. I mean, it, that's the best description. I know you're supposed to say ridge yeah. or something like that, but it's a deep, profound nose. And you could just stick your nose in there and just like just take a huge sniff of it. It's not going to burn. It's just this nice, sweet. What's the ABV what is, on this one? Is this this not is that probably not the duty free, right? Uh, forty three percent. Yeah, so it's a I'll little bit a little bit less than the duty free. I don't know where you buy the duty free. I guess Cheers in the to you, though, man. Let's give this a shot. See how it tastes. I mean, it smells amazing. Oh wow! It coats wow. the entire mouth. Coats the entire mouth. It is creamy. Wow, that's rich. And you know what? That's that's a great description. The silkiness that you get. I mean, it's a almost silky oiliness that you get from it. Fruity, spicy. I mean, I get a little spice in there. Oh, you got a nice like that hits you like right on the back of the throat. You get a nice little bit of spice, and it sort of dissipates pretty quickly. But you get that nice sort of spiciness. But that great. Right I mean, it's almost like a. Wow, I mean that's almost it's like, like a it's not syrupy at all, yeah. but but it has the the the, the flavor of a syrup. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, but what the, I like is it has a, a, just a little bit of roughness to it too. I mean, for for an aged Scotch, I mean, twenty one years. I mean, they're usually so extremely smooth that they just go down. This one has a little bit of harshness along with that spiciness, but then it also has those nice fruity notes to it yeah, as well. Like like the uh, Glen Farkless had a little bit of a of a bite to it. A little bit of a like a spice, a little bit of a bite, mm-hmm. but this is far more complex than the, the Glen Farkless nice, Twenty One. Way nice, this is way better than the Glen Farkless Twenty One. That nice creaminess though on the finish, and 
you get like that sort of you know that fruit fruit peel i mean it's it's the rock fruit not (laughs) the rock fruit uh yeah i mean you got a little bit a little bit of stone fruit a little bit of raisin a little bit of nuttiness to it a little little bit of chestnut to it Mm. i mean it's yeah Mm -hmm. that is good that's a good one. That's a very good. How would you describe the finish, though? I mean, I don't, I don't consider it to be long, gentle, and nutty. I consider it to be long. I mean, if you let it sit a there, a little spicy and a little bit, almost a little bit smoky. I mean, if you a let a little it, bit woody, if you let it sit there on your palate, I mean, it just it, it, it lingers, but it is, it just feels nice. You know, I mean, it's, it's like you get all the flavors, Bruh. all the feel. All the flavors are sort of just sitting there just chilling on my tongue, bro. bro. It's like when me and Kyle were just sitting on the beach and we lit that bonfire and we were talking about, you know, Life. high school. <laughs> and just working in the distillery for, for the rest of our lives. We're just on the cliffs of Scotland just wondering, is it going to be if like... only that was our life. Is it going to be Glenn Levitt? If or is it going to be... that was our life. Like, like, even if you look at the pictures on Isla. Yeah. Like Legavolin, Ardbeg, like they have the same letters. Yeah. And the same styling on the outside of the buildings on the coast. Mm. I didn't realize they all sort of looked the same. Yeah, it's just really. I think it's, it's probably the same distillery, just from like different angles. It's just that they posted a different logo on each side of the, the distillery. But, but this is this is this is the most interesting scotch on the space side that I've had so far. Yeah, I just like I like the finish. I mean, I like I mean, that compa- it's I mean, not too smooth. You know, where it just goes down and, you know, the flavor sort of dissipates, but it has a little bit of harshness, that little little bit of spice, and it just sort of lingers at the back of your throat. And if you just let it sit there, you know, even after a few seconds, it's still there. Yeah. Like, you still, yeah, you're yeah, still yeah. getting the flavors in your mouth. It's coming through. It's coming all right. <laughs> yeah. But, but I mean, but I mean, I mean, think about it. We took, you know, we had the the art the, the art bag, the leg of Ulin, the mm-hmm. Bunhaben, many mm-hmm. of the, and we've had several of the the Isla Scotches, and those are very unique, very distinct. Mm-hmm. All of them, you know, as a class, as a group of Scotches, as well as you know, among each other, among mm-hmm. the Scotches themselves, they have distinct but very profound characteristics. You can't really miss them. I mean, you're you're drinking an art bag, uh, you know. Cory Vrecken or an Arbeg 10 or an Arbeg Wee Beastie or a like a Vulin or, you know, the Bunahaben. I think it was the, I can't remember which one we had, but it was, it was a really good, but we had so, and Port Charlotte. But a lot of the space sides we've had, they have sort of a similar characteristics. Even when you get up into the, the 18, 21 year range, they're very smooth, they're very delicate, they're very refined. Um, but this one, I mean, it's got a, a robustness to it, not just the sherry pork casks, not mm-hmm. just that, that sweetness that comes from the pork cask. It's got something else going on with it that's that's unique. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that nuttiness, that smokiness, that woodiness on the finish. Yeah, it's just, it's just very rich, and it just lingers on the tongue, and you just have... I know our, our TV went <laughs> dead here. Now, is is. Is that there we go? There right, perfect. We go. There we go. Uh, and, and, and it's it's just um, Seamus the TV. It's not it's not something I expect. I mean, I expect it to be good. Obviously, this is but really. Actually, I mean, this know, is it's, like it's better than I expected, though. You know, and it's been chilling on the table for a little bit, which is nice. I mean, you know, temperature outside right now is about fifty five degrees, and it's been kind of sitting out here. And I think it actually helps in um, you know distinguishing some of the flavors that are coming through. 
in, you know, when it's a little, a little chilled, I mean, maybe it's something that you don't want to drink at room temperature, but maybe just slightly chilled and, uh, you get some nice flavors coming through. It's, it's, um, it's, it's, it's a very impressive, uh, scotch and it's something that will, uh, you know, we'll definitely continue to drink. I mean, it's, it's some, maybe a, a post-production, uh, scotch, you know, for you, Ben. But that's exactly what I was going to say. Like I never reach for those more refined, yeah, you go for the smooth harsh. scotches. Like hits you, know, you in the back at the, of the end throat. of the night. You know, you worked hard. You, you you know, you worked hard all day. You you produced a podcast. You're, you know, you you you're, you're ready to end the night. You don't really want something that's so smooth. Mm-hmm. That's something you want in the middle of the day or as you're winding down from dinner, like looking over a sunset or something. <laughs> but this is this is has the high quality that you mm-hmm. would want in one of those more refined scotches, but also with the flavor profile that you would want to sort of hit you in the face a little bit. Mm-hmm. Very good. This is a really good choice, Franny. I was shocked. I'm shocked. I'm shocked. Well, I mean, from all of the, you know, high reviews um, or stellar reviews that this has received, I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm not that shocked, but I didn't expect it to be this good as well. I mean, you know, I expect it to be good, but maybe not this good, especially a little bit chilled on the table. You know, I, th- I think this is like the perfect temperature to have it in. You know, if it was too cold, maybe not so much. If it's too warm, maybe not so much. But I think this is like the right temperature to have it in where you can kind of distinguish the different flavors that are coming through. And, and every time you sip it, you kind of taste something a little different. Like there's another flavor that sort of, you know, comes through on the palate. And, you know, it makes you really think, you know, what 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 sort of what you're tasting. But 21 years. Yeah, I know, I mean, think about what, that. What are you doing 21 I was, years ago? Yeah, I was only... I was only uh, I was only I was only what twenty nine years old then. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know I was in New York State. I hadn't even yet moved to California. Uh, I've been here for over twenty years. I mean that that that's pretty. I mean just to think about me and my Honda Prelude yeah. pulling out of my mother's driveway. I wasn't even driving. 20, you know twenty some years <laughs> I was ago. Just learning to drive. You know that uh, that's pretty old. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just I'm just shocked at how good it is. I mean, I, I expected it to be really, really smooth with a mm. with a hint of 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 sweetness from the port. Mm. I didn't expect it to be this complex yeah, I, I, I out expect, of 21 years. Yeah, I actually expected more sweetness from it, and I'm happy that it's not too sweet. You know, there there are those, you know, there's some fruity notes. There's some sweetness to it, but there's also that nice bit of spice that sort of balances it as well. So this this is this is a very good offering. You know what I think. I think we're gonna to have to have a taste test, yeah, yeah. a taste test of like the 18s and the 21s that we have. Yeah, and, and there aren't that many of them. You know, I actually had the Balvany, uh, the 14, and that one was—I mean, it was a good, it was a very nice offering. It was just sweet. It was very sweet. You want some more? I do. There you go. So I mean, it was—it was that one was sweeter than this, and I expect this one to have maybe sort of the sweet, same sweetness, but I'm happy that it it is a little more subdued um, when it comes to the sweetness. Yeah, I think we're going to have to have a taste test of like the 18 and above. I so think, we have a couple of 18s. We got the 21 and the Glenn Farkless. We have this one. Mm-hmm. I'd be curious to see how you and I rate yeah. you know, the, I mean, the, the, the more pricier scotches that we've yeah. tasted. I mean, the Glenn Fittich 18 was also, you know, that was pretty outstanding. But the it doesn't, it's not as, it, it wasn't as complex as, as this one is, though. That was a very nice, smooth scotch. There were some nice flavors there. But this one just seems like there's some complexity, a little more complexity, a little more uh, creaminess, a little bit more silkiness to it. But I can see why they won awards. Mm-hmm. And I can see why they consistently win awards. Oh. Friday, where would you rank this? I would say it's, it's, I would say this is, you know, 10. You yep. Know, I'm going to go 10. Yeah. It's good. Good. I could definitely drink this 
for a very long time, all the time. So you wouldn't be shocked if you got a bottle of this for Christmas. Um, would you just give me this bottle, <laughs> an empty bottle? Nope. With apple juice in it? Yeah, no, no. <laughs> but, I, but I mean, is it, is it that good? Is it something you would want to see That's under good. the it's tree? Very good. It's it's a very very good offering. Very good. I'm really just I'm, I'm blown away by the complexity of it, the 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 harshness, but not so much mm-hmm. harshness. But just enough. Just enough harshness on a 21 year that they took a. Mm-hmm. It's almost like they took a chance. You expect that smooth, easy to drink. Yeah, and it's easy to drink, but just. It, but it, that's almost it gives that's you almost a depth. risky chance to to mm-hmm. do something like that at a 21 year old. Yeah, it's good. It's very good. All right, Franny, what's Next up on the big board. Next up on the big board, Ben, is our beer of the week. Was it from San Diego? No, it's from uh, somewhere up north. It's like way north California. Oh, okay. All right. I don't have the I don't have it on the table right now, so I forget what I got, but it's a sour ale. And uh, we're gonna go and grab that from the cooler. We're gonna take some photos of it. So we it's have the that. Anderson Valley Tropical, Tropical Hazy Sour Ale. Yeah, it's from right, somewhere perfect. up north, like way. I don't know if we've ever north. had a sour ale on the show so far, but we'll definitely give this a shot. Yeah, but see this bear drinking the ale. Is, I mean, this is this is not right. I think it's just drinking water. Oh, it's just drinking. It's drinking <laughs> water with. It's a bear with antlers on the yeah, can. That's, that's pretty interesting. Yeah, I didn't notice the antlers right there. All right, folks, we'll be right back with our beer of oh, the week. All right, we are back with our beer of the week. And like we mentioned, it is from Anderson Valley. It is a tropical, hazy, sour ale. Yes, this is from the Anderson Valley Brewing Company. It was founded on December 26, 1987 in the town of Boonville, California, way up north in Northern California. In the beginning, they brewed out of a modest 10-barrel brew house located in the lower level of their original brew pub, the Buckhorn Saloon. At the time, they were only one of 20 craft breweries in the county in the country, I should say, and have long been considered one of the pioneers of the craft brew industry. We are trying the Tropical Hazy Sour Ale. The beer is brewed to be pleasingly tart and refreshing using, ooh, I'm I'm getting flashbacks to Vienna, (laughs) using a traditional kettle souring method similar to our now or their renowned renowned and award-winning Ghost Ghost? Goose, ghost series of beers. Tropical flavors are introduced in the fermentation process through the use of real guava and passion fruit. I love passion fruit. Finally, we found that leaving, or they found that leaving the beer hazy resulted in a more aromatic beer and added to the overall balance of the beverage. As a bonus, they kept it low calorie and Damn. low carb. It is really fucking windy. Out it's here. really. Hey, Shemus, I, I don't think this was a good night to be on the beach. I know I don't think so. AB, yeah, you do it way better than I do. I don't think so. Uh, I definitely <laughs> think so. The al- alcohol by volume 4.2. The IBU is 12, so no bitterness in this one. The cows. The There's cal- some bitterness. I tried, tried a little bit. There's a bit of bitterness. Really? I mean, it's like it shouldn't be. sour bitterness. It shouldn't be. Uh, the calories are 120. The carbs are only nine. It's a sourness. The hops are Chinook. 
The malts are pale, two-row, malted white wheat and rice hulls. The yeast is the house yeast they use. And the adjuncts are guava and passion fruits. They claim that you should pair this with pad thai, spicy Mexican food, ceviche, sharp cheddar, and aged goat gouda. A little ceviche, a little, little conch ceviche with this beer would be nice. You hear about those guys that were trapped on an island in the Bahamas for 30 days? Did you hear about that? Really? That sounds yeah. awesome. Yeah, they, 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 more recently, they but they had no food, no water. It was like Gilligan's Island for real. Oh, oh, okay. So there was like absolutely no civilization. It was, no. it was basically yeah. Them. They were just it was it was a couple and a third party. You know what? It was I, three people. I don't know if I'd mind that. It was two people, and it was like me and Sonia, and then you. So it, it's it's like uh, we're deciding that? who to eat first. So it's like Wilson. Yeah. On a Wilson. <laughs> yeah, so, but I guess it got pretty bad. Yeah. Uh, but Did funny, they eat wh- one of them like there was like not yet. it started out six and then it ended up five when they were <laughs> no. rescued. Like, but they were joking about that. Like, I wonder who's going to get eaten first. It's a couple and then a third party. <laughs> I wonder if me and you were trapped on an island, Ben. Be, you know, just like be all right. Would we able to do a podcast? Yeah, <laughs> would that be possible. Like, uh, well, I mean, the professor yeah, so could put together some no Wi you know, get some wires yeah, and know. some. Uh, we could mine for some copper on I'm the sure. island. Yeah. I mean, we just need to get some wires together in some way of projecting. <laughs> it would be live. I don't know. No, we, yeah. we wouldn't be able to record it. Yeah. Some flares being shot. Yeah, I think we should. But then people it. would find us, and that would be a downer. Yeah. I actually wouldn't mind it for a few days at least, you know, until I get hungry and thirsty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then we just you know, eat what's ever available. <laughs> Me? Franny, <laughs> what did you, what, why did you decide to pick this particular beer? Uh, you know, it, it's Other funny. Than, the wind. Yeah, <laughs> you know it, it was funny because actually was I was speaking to a coworker earlier today, and uh, she was talking about how much she enjoys sour ales, and I don't think we've ever had a sour ale on the podcast just yet. And uh, this was just it was one of the first beers on the aisle, and there was there was absolutely no rating or anything, and you know the uh, the can sort of sticks out, you know, it has this this. Uh, Almost like purple lavender sort of color, obviously with the bear with the antlers on it, and you know it was it was it looked interesting. And I saw a hazy sour ale. I'm like, you know what? I'll pick that up. Let's try the sour ale for tonight. Yeah, I've always liked it. I mean, I like sour beers. I, I like, like a little bit of sourness. Beers. I like. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, at at the end of the beer, um, you know, like that 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 sort of like lingering sort of flavor, you get a little bit of sourness. But you know, let's see how this one this one sort let's of give it a tastes. smell. It's it's almost like. It, like a like a mango juice almost like it's like a a, a citrusy mango sort of understand. scent what was that i don't even <laughs> sure what that was that was it was supposed to be the i actually had a leaf that blew over onto my computer screen that i tried to pick off and it played <laughs> whatever sound that was so there's the beer one more time it was it almost almost like orangina it smells light yeah, it's it's light, but it's almost like that orangina, like almost like fresh orange peel. S- smells almost but like a little a... bit of mango mixed into it. Smells almost like walking into a buffet in a tropical resort in the smells Bahamas. Smells really nice, though. I mean, I love that smell. That is really nice. It's, it's like sweet. it's clean. There's almost like a little bit of champagneiness to it too. Like when you sniff when you when you sniff a champagne, there's almost like that little bit of scent to it too. A little bit of sweetness, something like that. Got a little bit of a fruitiness. I, I smell the passion fruit a little bit. I'm not so much on the on the guava, but I definitely smell hmm. the passion fruit, which I it smells delicious. Which though. I love. It smells delicious though. Let's give it a shot though, Ben. And and the, the the color is it's a beautiful hazy golden color. I love hazy colored beers. Damn, that's good. 
That is good. That is right in my wheelhouse. Ooh, holy ooh. shit, that's good. It's like Sour Patch Kids. It's like Sour Patch Kids was a beer. I told you it was going to take me back to Vienna. This was not, this is this is really this good. This is the Ulta Klinger only ooh. better. Uh, it like makes you snap like slap your lips Damn. together. Mm. Boonville, that's California. Good. That is that is an interesting mining for gold and making beer. That it makes me happy. It's like a beer that makes me happy. This is really good. Ooh. That is right in my wheelhouse. Wrong, wrong Ooh. part of the year to be drinking it. Yeah, uh, definitely should be drinking this in the summertime. But it, it's like it really makes you slap like your lips together. It's almost like that, you know, yeah. You know, when you were in third grade, and your and your teacher's like, "Think of a lemon." <laughs> is your mouth watering? That is better than I expected because there was absolutely no rating on this beer. I mean, the only reason I picked it up was because it was a sour ale. And because I just had that conversation earlier today with a coworker, I'm like, this is a sign. I have to pick this up. And that is... Wow, that's good. That is that's that is an interesting flavor, but I love it. That is really good. That's, that's a, good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, and like you said, it's like, it's probably the wrong... I mean, this it's windy. It's kind of chilly outside. If it was a hot summer day... Wow, that's actually really good. And you know what, Ben? It has some crispness. There's a little bit of crispness on it. Because it's almost like that, you know, that that lemony citrus I sort of flavor. Would want a little bit more Christmas on the end, and a little bit more, yeah, Christmas, Christmas. exactly. Yeah, it, it 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 takes me back a little bit to that Rattler and that we had in Vienna. Mm. And can you tell that we're pining for a trip abroad because oh. we haven't had a trip abroad this this year? And you know, we we typically we've taken, you know, but there's a little bit of if you, like if you let the the beer sort of linger on the back. There's like a little bit of nice. There's a little linger. bit of sweetness. So it's like you get that that sourness, but then you get that little bit of sweetness right on the finish. You want it? There's the button. You want more? Uh, no, I'm, I'm, I will have to drive home eventually. But <laughs> you could definitely finish that off right there. There's not much left. But I'm oh sure. wow, that's more than you I normally. Mean, they're, they're, uh, normally I have I know, a glass I, and a half left. I, I, there's not that much in there, man. That's pretty. That's actually way better than I expected. Normally I have like half the. Half the can left when you're, you know, by the time you're done with it. All right. I'm going to have to grab some more of these sour ale. That's that's good. Hmm. And almost, it, it's so refreshing, so sour, so sweet, so tangy. Damn. That's, I mean, it, it does. It reminds me of that Otakringa that we had in, in Vienna, the yeah. Rattler. But this has got more tartness. There's that more tartness. sourness. There's that nice tartness to it. Like he's yeah, like man, that, that there's a, a nice bit of tartness, that hanginess, that sourness. It, I mean, and it's got four, like, it's four point two APV. It's not. It's not. It's not you know, it's not you passed, can drink a whole bunch of these, but it's not so low. It's not no. like Budweiser. But there's or a Pabst. nice bit of flavor right there. I mean, I I enjoy this way more than I would any one of those beers. I mean, the flavor is just it's so interesting. Damn, that's good. Mm-hmm. I'm shocked. It's crisp. It's it, it's it's fresh. Wow, I'm impressed. I'm impressed. I did not think. I mean, and it's an older brewery. Well, eighty-seven for for microbrews in the U.S. I yeah. mean, I give them credit for mm-hmm. that. I mean, this is. I mean, it's not something that I think most people would pick up. I'm sure most people maybe would out enjoy of just it, fear or you know uncertainty about what they're going to get. But compare mm-hmm. this to like a sort of a drier lager. Mm-hmm. You know, especially in the summer, this is this is really good. I mean, it's, it's really good. Well, it's way better than I expected. I I definitely did not expect that much sourness, that much tang. 
And that it, beautiful hazy color. It, I mean, it is also beautiful color too. And there wasn't that much head. I mean, there's not a ton of carbonation to it, but it's still crisp. But it still has like that crispness to it that I've been searching for for such a long a time. A little but... bit <laughs> more crispness. crispness. Exactly. Hmm. It's good, right? I mean, I don't usually finish my beer. Like I'll sample it, but I won't finish the entire glass of it. Whereas this, I mean, it's light enough where I can finish it off, and it has that nice tangy sourness and that crispness to it, and that is, I could, I could definitely see myself drinking I this for a long. Don't have to empty the spittoon tonight. Period. But well, you have five more cans of this stuff, and and you know, I'm gonna look for, maybe not next week, but you know, the following weeks, so I'm gonna look for more of these uh, hazy or you know, sour ales in general, and you know, maybe some other offerings from Anderson Valley. Yeah, you might have to talk to the uh, the gentleman with the the bow tie and and uh, the yeah. clip on bow tie. Well, they all know me. Be like, hey, they, Jimmy, you're back again this week. Where the sa- <laughs> where the sours at? Give me the where the, where are the sour beers. I want the sour beers. Yeah, th- this is really good though. This, that that is, I'm I'm glad I had that conversation with my coworker today because I wouldn't have picked this up, but it 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 it, uh, it inspired me to pick it up. <laughs> Well, I mean, and understandably so. I mean, because put... we loved. I mean, like from all the other beers that we've had, um, oh God, I forgot which one that that it was that German one that had that nice sourness. Oh, the rot, the rot yeah, house. I think it was the rot house that one. had a little bit of pineiness and a little bit that of sourness. One, it had the pine really too, which was really nice. Enjoyed it. This one would taste great with a little bit of pine ishness, a pine to it on the finish, like pine and sourness to it. That would make it like extra level, but um. This is this is really nice, citrusy, tangy, sour, um, almost like grapefruit. Yeah, it's got that that, that, that sort zest of, to yeah. it, but it's not quite there. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, it's it's I'm I'm impressed. Yeah, and and it had absolutely no rating whatsoever. I usually pick up beers that have you know a high rating from whatever rating scale, you know, whatever magazine rates it. This one had absolutely nothing, and it and it wasn't. Overly priced either for you know a six pack I think it was eight ninety nine, which you know Not for bad. a smaller sort of brewery, that is a very good price too. Yeah, a really good price. Yeah, I expected it to be like around maybe twelve ninety nine, twelve ninety nine, thirteen ninety nine, somewhere around there. Um, but man, this is very you know affordable, um, but also it has tons of flavor. It's a, it's it's I'm impressed, man. What where, where, where would you rate this, Ben, on our Thurston Goal rating scale of beers? I give it a nine. You know, I would give this a, a because it's 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 it tastes. It is the first beer you ever finished on the no, show. No, it, it tastes. <laughs> it's no, right. that Pliny for president. I think I finished yeah, that one true. off completely. I might have an extra. I might have had an extra can of that. That was just a quality beer. Um, but I would give this a ten, only because we've never had anything like this on the podcast, and there might be better ones, but this one is just it's just different. I mean, this is. I mean, I'm. I'm just picturing myself on a bench in Europe somewhere, just sitting there relaxing on a Tuesday afternoon in Europe. <laughs> in, in this in the summer. Yeah, I mean, you know. in hot weather. This is about. I mean, even in Croatia, you know, it's in Europe. It is. It is. <laughs> but you, but you know what I mean. Like like yeah. we're, we're on the beach instead yeah. of drinking a lager not, or a pilsner. It's not strong though. That's the thing. Like you could drink a lot of these. Enjoy a ton of them. Get a nice buzz after you know, however so many cans or bottles that you drink of this stuff, 
And but it's like it's that nice, refreshing flavor that it hits you with, you know, sip after sip. And uh, I'm I'm definitely picking up some more sour ales. Yeah, because I had the Ojusco lime or Ojusco Rattler lemon. Yeah, Rattler. And it wasn't as good as this. Yeah, but that Rattler in uh, in Vienna that that was. Close. I mean, it was Ota close. Ota, Ota Kringa. Yeah, that, that, that was close, but this one has a little more zing to it, I would say. Yeah, I'm impressed. Yeah. I am this is really good. definitely impressed. Yeah. Uh, whoever your coworker is, they deserve some serious kudos for, for picking this one out. Yeah. You know, we have the, not the Santa Ana winds because they're coming from the wrong direction, but we have. Uh, yeah. It, this, I'm not sure what, this wind, what, what kind of wind this is because I've never experienced this sort of wind blow from this direction in California. This is weird that it's coming from this direction this time of year. Yeah, we have the Arizona winds that are yeah. blowing in <laughs> as we speak right now. This is weird. These are the Kyle Kyler Murray winds <laughs> blowing in from the east of us for some strange reason. Well, it's it's blowing west to east. So it's like it's it's this is just an odd direction for the wind to be blowing. Oh, is that right? It's west to east? Yeah. Yeah. What do I know? Yeah, whatevs. All right, Franny. That's it for the beer of the week. Do you have anything else to add? Anything else I'm, you'd like I'm, to talk about? We I'm are surprised. only at a, I know, an hour and 47 minutes. How, how normally, gonna... normally we have the NFL news. Yeah. And then we go into the NFL games. Yeah. But because we had no games. Exactly. This week. So I added, it feels the, feel, so short. I added the feel good story on top of it. I know. And we're still, and we're still only still an short. hour and 47 minutes so in. So let's bore our listeners with how something we... for the next 15 minutes. What can we 15? bore our listeners? I say the next 45 minutes because. <laughs> what can we bore our listeners with for at least 15 or 20 at minutes? At two and a half hours, we're usually finishing around that time yeah. frame. But yeah, no. I mean, I think this is this is sufficient. You don't want to go overboard. But very good beer, very good beer. All right, what's next up on the big board? Next up on the big board, Ben, is our housekeeping to finish up the show. And I can't even read it off the page because the wind is blowing all over the place. Since 2018, we have been a show about football fun, friends, whiskey, and beer reviews. Please head to our website at thirstygold.buzzsprout.com. From there, you can subscribe and listen to all of our past episodes. You can check out all of our show notes and get links to the stories that we cover and the browns, the scotches, the bourbons, and all of the whiskeys that we review, as well as the beers, especially this awesome beer that we had tonight. You get links to all the podcatchers in the the universe. Still drinking it. Still drinking Spotify. it. And I don't usually finish these beers, but this is Spotify. good. Spotify. You can get it on Castbox. Castbox. Pocket Cast and the rest of the podcasters, as well as Audible and Amazon Music and Pandora. You can leave a review. How many stars? Five stars, Ben. Leave us a five Only star five. review. Exactly. You can get an email to us at podcastthirstygoal at gmail.com. You can call us at a phone number that is listed in the show notes. And you can follow us on Twitter at GoalThirst and on Friday's amazing Instagram Sounds account at Thirstan. Be He's getting a new phone next week. <laughs> so we're going to have photography in 4K coming I think, I think next week. Maybe 5K. Oh, 5K? I don't know. 6K? <laughs> 6K. 6K. Yeah, uh, we actually we got the TV this week. We got the new TV, and, and Sonny was like, "Well, do we need to change Direct TV to yeah, it's, to, it's, to 4K?" It's, and I looked Direct TV; they have four channels. Yeah, in 4K, was it like NBC, ABC. Yeah, it was like CBS. the 4K channel, uh-huh. uh, not even ABC. And uh-huh. It was like the 4K channel, and then like the 4K specials channel, like sports channel. Like, well, we'll show you the Super Bowl in, in 4K, NBA Finals in 4K, but not the games, mm-hmm. just the finals. And then there was like two other channels that were not even like. 
24 you're, hours a you're, day. You're ahead of the times, Ben. But yes, yeah, so we're not going to pay DirecTV $20 more a month <laughs> for those four channels. Thank you. All right, friendly. Anything else to add? No, but thank you so very much, everybody out there, for listening. Thank you all, and we'll see you next week. Thank you.